And once again, a huge shout out to all of our supporters over at patreon.com forward slash 878survivorfm. A shout out to all of our editors, our $5 supporters, our production managers, our $10 supporters, Florida, Big Dog, Shane Murphy, Tank Dazza, and Hawks Hammer. Our two producers, Jake Snow and Red Freedom or Eric. Thank you all so, so much for your continued ongoing support. Also, our five YouTube members, King Alobar, Kenny Baker, King Alobar, Cinnamon, Muddy Tracklinks, and Jake is Zero Cool. All of you are legends who help the show go on each and every week. Thank you all for your support, even just by watching or listening each week to the podcast. And we hope you enjoy the 100th episode special. Also, a shout out to all of the team behind the show. There's obviously myself, Boydie, Marks, that lad, Archie, Foxy, Dancer Jesus. Jacob Mango, Dewan, and Spud from DDU. Without all these people behind the team, the show wouldn't be able to go on each and every week, folks. So make sure you check out their links in the description. Ciao for now. And we are live in five, four, three, two, one. And welcome to episode 101 of the Daisy podcast. We are joined, as always, by Lad. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, not doing too bad. How's yourself? Not too bad at all, mate. Not too bad at all. Uh, Marks is uh, running a bit late. He's just off uh, feeding his face. Um, so he will be back. Uh, but we're joined also by a special guest host this week, uh, Project Lemons. How you doing, mate? Howdy. I'm doing well, buddy. Glad to be on here. Good to have you, good to have you. Uh, but the main man of the show this week is the one and only Sergeant Savage. Been a long time coming, buddy. We've uh, had you scheduled and cancelled and rescheduled and um, cancelled and rescheduled, and but we finally got you, mate. How you doing? <laughs> no, not too bad, mate. Thanks for having me. <laughs> mate, it is, I can't tell you how good it is to have someone without a stupid fucking accent on the show with me. Uh, all, these, all these other wankers with their fucking pommy and American and Canadian and French and fucking <laughs> all this other crap. It's good to have just a nice, good old fucking Aussie on the show with me. Finally. I don't know, mate. I, I, I seem to think that a lot of, lot of Europeans and stuff don't understand what we say, mate. So maybe we're on the other, <laughs> the other side of it, mate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll have to drop we'll as drop. many uh, uh, Aussie... Um, uh, Aussieisms as we can, mate. Just so they sit yeah. there going, "What the fuck are these two talking? <laughs> How you doing, me old China plate?" Not too bad, mate. Yeah, hanging in there. Um, yeah, Sunday bloody morning. Jeez. Oh. This is 100 and I think I've only ever missed one episode uh, from my memory. Um, but uh, yeah, this is uh, admittedly beforehand um, until about halfway through the uh, series. Um, uh, we used to start six hours prior to this. Uh, but even right. then, that was that was a midnight start for me, mate. So, you know, I was finishing sometimes at 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. So there was my Sunday gone. Um, yeah. So, yeah. 
<laughs> this is this is a lot better. This is a lot better now being um, um, this time of the morning, but it's going to be changing again. Um, we'll talk about that coming in the future. Um, so, mate, tell us a bit about yourself. What have you been up to? You Well, you've been up to a lot. For those who know about you, you've done a lot, but we'll start off. We'll just let you tell us a bit about yourself, mate. How did you get into this um, sort of stuff? Alrighty, well, started off back in, um, I think it was 2004, um, Bohemia released, well, 2002, actually, correction, 2001, 2001, they released uh, Operation Flashpoint, Yep. and um, they seen this new engine coming out, and I thought, oh, this looks amazing, okay, back in the day, it looks, looks very dated now, but um, we've always had a... A fixation on on the Vietnam top war, so uh, was hunting around um, and found this group called the Unsung Vietnam War Mod. They started off in about oh, two thousand and three. Um, I started fiddling around making maps and sounds and stuff like that there, and I, I gave them a yell. I said, "Look, you know, I'd like to you know, contribute." And they said, "Yeah." They so from uh, yeah from about two thousand four. Um, up until about 2017, um, I was with them. Uh, yeah, about years after the project started, um, I, the guys disbanded as they, you know, modders do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, um, I didn't want to let it go, so I uh, I took charge of it. And um, from about 2007 ish. Um, yeah, right up to about 2017. So how did you and get into modding in the first place? Just just felt that, that there was always something missing, you know. It wasn't wasn't right. Um, and like I said, I just, just kind of fell into it. The, the guys that uh, were originally there, um, you know, they needed a bit of help with these this, like, sections of, of things that I could do. And... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they, they, they went for it. And like I said, we, we stuck together for many years. Um, and, uh, yes, I mean, through Operation Flashpoint, we started in one Armour 1, went to Armour 2, and then the big jump to Armour 3. Um, that was up until, like I said, till 2017, 2018. And, uh, yeah, so we uh, started off, I mean, on their... Uh, 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 multiple different engines. Uh, each time, each succession was better. Yep. Uh, we had to relearn all the tools, and there was actually no tools back then. I mean, Micro was was the one guy we were using a lot of his tools, which were like third party tools to actually mod. Um, and yeah, um, about uh, 2017, I think we we um, received a, a message, or we, I think we seen a, an ad there for creators. Um, uh, to um, possibly do a, a commercial uh, DLC uh, in partnership with uh, Bohemia Interactive. So we, um, yeah, we made the pitch. Um, so, they, so they actually advertised for people to do that? Yes, yeah, yep. they did. Um, which was, we thought, oh, you know what, this is our golden opportunity. So, um, so yeah. Um, so, yeah, we made the pitch and, um, yeah, they... Uh, Sent all the paperwork over, and um, yeah, we uh, started work. But um, mm. they actually invited us 
over to uh, Prague, or oh, sorry, more the head office there in, in Borno back in uh, 2018. It was November 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, they uh, invited a lot of team members over there uh, from different um, modding communities. Uh, sorry, modding uh, groups. They got and, you. They got you all there at once. M- yeah, all the ones people that that, that they felt that might have been. Um, kind of centre and front of uh, the modding community, of the armed community. So, um, but yeah, well, we were a hair team. Um, Mel, Mel in chat's calling it the 2018 Armour 3 boot camp. That's the one, yeah. Hey, Mel. I oh, know, he's a good mate of mine. Hey, Mel. Yeah, I met him over there. So, um, so yeah, um, so it's 2018 and, um, yeah, a 22-hour flight uh, over there straight and, um, yeah, I landed in uh, in Prague. Um. And uh, yeah, had the uh, just got off the plane. I'm a little bit wide, as you as you can understand. Yep. Um, and first time away from my kids, first time away from my, my wife, like that by myself. I felt a bit too free. And uh, yeah, the uh, had this white knuckle ride all the way down to um, to the uh, Bohemia office because this uh, they sent a guy up there to pick me up in the car, mate. I will tell you what, 165 kilometres down on this road, mate. He was just caning like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, mate. I, like I said, I had white knuckle syndrome holding onto that bloody. Yeah, that, <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to make it, and I, was, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't know what. You know. And you're obviously too driving on the wrong side of the road too. It wasn't helping. The situation. <laughs> oh well, there you go. <laughs> So, you know, and, uh, yeah, yeah, we got there in one piece and um, yeah, met up with my team. Um, I mean, I've been working with them for over seven years, but never that, you know, physically met them because they're all over the world. And, uh, yeah, it was great. Um, uh, it was a three-day boot camp, I think it was three of, you know, we were there for about five days, but we had three, three, three-day boot camp there. And, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, you know, been a new country and, you know, Bohemia really looked after us. Um, they were really great hosts. Yep. You know, they uh, put us up in a, in a really nice place and, and looked after us. Um, every day, they would drive up to the accommodation there in their, uh, what I affectionately call the, the, the armour battle bus. It's completely, right. you know, got all the lo- all the logos all over it and stuff like that. And it was really surreal because, especially when we went in, in that area, because um, the first day, um, we uh, were walking around the the town, and it's, it's actually where the office is. It's very, let's say, secluded, but it's very rural. Um, and yeah, it was like walking in Day Z because everything has been modelled off the infrastructure there, like even the um, the, the 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 water uh, fountains and stuff like that. Um, the the, mm. the the buildings, everything like that, and and it was autumn as well too. So even the foliage and everything was exactly the same. So it was like really freaky. It was very surreal. Yep. Mm. But um, but yeah, uh, they had to stay over there for uh, each morning. They they come up pick us up and they take us down to the uh, to the uh, studio and um, yeah, they they give us information about uh, you know what what um, you know what to do as 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 a as a creator. They had um. Um, you know, obviously all the staff running around, we weren't allowed to go anywhere, obviously, because um, upstairs, because it's obviously closed doors or projects they're probably working on, I don't know. 
but yeah, they're, they're fantastic people. <clears throat> Very. The only thing I, I found is that <clears throat> I don't know. Again, if it was my accent or not, I did ask a few questions, and they kind of like they just kind of like, whoop, and it just <laughs> goes quiet. Now I've had people from England there. We had people from Slovakia. We had people from Norway. We had um, from all over, yeah, and and you got this 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 bloke from down under that uh, I didn't think my accent was that uh, too heavy, but. No, no, you, you've got you've got a good Aussie accent, mate. You really do. That's why I went. <laughs> that's why I commented on it straight away. You've got a nice, thick Aussie accent, mate. And I do know some people do struggle with us at times. Yeah, yeah, I found I found that really prevalent over there, and that was that was kind of the thing I had to slow down and and you know I was speaking proper English, and even even a mate next to me, he's from uh, he's from the UK, and he's. Looking at me like, what are you trying to say? I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm speaking English, mate. You know, <laughs> so it was Operation Prairie Fire was the one you were behind um, with your the rest of your team, isn't it? Yeah, that's correct. I was the yeah. creative director on Sog Prairie Fire for Armour Three. Um, so yeah, um, had a good, you know, big team, and um, yeah, a lot of guys from all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. Some good friends I've worked with for years, and um, yeah, we all brought our little piece to it. You know, it was um, it was great fun, um, and yeah, um, so yeah, we um, we got into production and um, off we went, and uh, yeah, it's it's been uh, really good, um, was well received, um, yeah. So uh, it was very well received. I remember um, people uh, commenting um, about it. Like I, I I'm not an armor player, um, <laughs> but I just remember like Scale Speeder, one of the guys who's usually um, in here. Um, he was like, "Oh boy, you've you've got to see this um, Operation Prairie Fire. It is just an amazing community DLC for Armor, um, and it, everything I heard about it was positive." Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, it was it was it's very. I mean, we've been we've been modding for like actual the the core group was the Unsung Vietnam War mod, so we've been modding together for you know fourteen, fifteen years. So we knew. Mm-hmm. You know each other. We knew what we could do. Um, you know, and we're proudly still um, the Unsung Vietnam War mod is the oldest surviving uh, mod of the Armour series. Yep. So that in itself is a testament to to you know what could be done. So I mean, you know, it's it's just a matter of of you know issue I find with a lot of things, especially modding wise and stuff like that, is that things just aren't done properly. And it's not being arrogant. It's just I can see. It has to be done a certain way, and that's what yeah, we, yeah. we 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 pulled through, you know. And we made sure that we 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 um, tied all the loose ends and, and and made sure that it worked, you know. And uh, yeah, it was great. But um, yeah. So what what goes into it from like um, of your perspective as a team? So they they come to you or they advertise that they're looking for people to create a community DLC. You put in your application. They fly you out. They did they fly you out when they'd accepted you, or was that part of the uh, interview process? No, no, no. It was um, it was an invitation um, yep. to 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 the um, to the modders of of, of um, the Armiverse. Um, it wasn't it wasn't because of that. That was something completely separate. But um, yeah, we were, a group of us were invited to attend this uh, creative boot camp. So just to basically, it was like um, 
you know, just get together and get everybody knowing each, everybody and get everybody on the same page. It was just, and it was really just sort of like a you know uh, a thank you to the, the to the armor community for from Bohemia um, to you know do what we do. I mean, because a massive part of of um, Armour Armour series and 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 Day Z as well too is is the modding community mm, and yeah. and Bohemians mm-hmm. really do care about that. Um, they are probably one of the only studios that that will acknowledge that you know a lot of their success has come from. Well, it's uh, it's, it's kind of ironic you bring this topic up because it's something we've talked about a lot, lad. Is um, so many people, one of the biggest criticisms they have of, I don't know whether it's said about armor, but one of the things that they criticize Daisy about, and they, you know, they're really um, uh, going hard on Daisy at the moment, is that it's a shit game, <laughs> and the only thing that kept it alive is the mods. And it's like, yes, modding has reinvigorated the game, but you should not be surprised by this, because this has always been their model. Uh, hasn't it, lad? You know, they make a game, yeah. a base platform, and then let modders do their thing. Well, that's the thing, you know. People say, you know, about Daisy, say, like, "Oh, Daisy's shit." It's you know, modern's popping it up. Isn't that kind of the same for, like, like you've said, all of the other games they've made, Armor Two, Armor Three. I mean, however, if it wasn't for the Daisy mod, Bohemia would have went down under. I mean, they they admitted that they they proved, that, you know, they said that if I recall correctly. Um, in fact, Armour t- um, Armor 2 didn't really sell well at first and then a DZ mod came out and then sales just went through the roof because everybody wanted to fucking play the mod. And it's not only Bohemia, but it's also other games like Bethesda, for example. You just took, take a look at their Elder Scrolls series and Fallout. Um, you know, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, um, Obsidian, uh, Obsidian um, Oblivion, Skyrim. Skyrim's been out for like, what, over 10 years at this point. And because people keep buying the game and mod the game, it's still <laughs> very, very relevant, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. And it's it's just it's just one of those it's just one of those things people just don't seem to realise actually how much companies benefit from modding. And almost at this point in time, it's like if a company decides to say fuck you to modders, i.e. Rockstar. They get yeah. the shit on the fucking foot, and people like people absolutely slam dunk them. They 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 protest. They don't fucking buy the game. I mean, unfortunately, people still bloody buy the game. But in terms of modding for Grand Theft Auto Five and even Four, it's not as much as it used to because um, their parent company decided to absolutely slam slam them down. That's and especially with the um, especially with the new one that came out. Yeah, San Andreas remake. They took down every mod and they they put DMCA's yes. out for every single yes. modder out there yeah, and completely they got, trashed. They on them. got universally panned over that because if if they had released a quality product, it wouldn't have been as bad. But the product they released was something that I, I don't think there's a, a mod in the even the DayZ community that was of a lower quality than what they fucking released, mm. and they're a AAA fucking developer. It was a joke yeah. and an embarrassment to their company mm. that they went ahead with that, but it, it, it's all about the money for some companies. It's all about the money. All about the money for yeah, some man. people. It's, it was disgusting. It was... I don't. I'm not into um, GTA that much. I've played the games in that. Uh, I've dabbled in the online, and uh, it's not really my thing. But 
when mm-hmm. they did what they did and the way they shat on their modding community. Like, do or do do any of you guys know what was the feedback or the fallout from that? Did many did any modders like abandon the game? It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. they did. Yeah, I mean at that point. What? You know, if you mod for a game and then the the company decides to say, fuck you and serve your DMC and legal notices, yeah, you're going to stop and you're going to go elsewhere. Oh. Simple as. I mean, it was bad from the start too because they didn't even use main companies or the main offices to work on the game like Rockstar North, which has produced most of these great games like GTA V and um, Red Dead Redemption. They reached out to Take-Two not take two sorry um san andreas or oh no sorry grove street green games that's it they're the people that made the mobile game the mobile port yes. for grand theft auto and what just surfaced recently is with the new definitive edition game that came out that was actually just a reskin from their mobile port they put some lipstick on for the new consoles when that came out yeah that was that was it. That was like one of the uh, last nails in the coffin for a lot of people because even coming up to that point, it was just development was slow. There wasn't transparency with the um, company, and it just it just, it was horrible. You know, that's for any game developers out there. That's the well, that's the perfect example of what not to do. Yeah, you're working on a yeah. new game. What are your thoughts on it, there, um, Sergeant Savage? Well, mate. My- Again, um, you know, it's it's, it's very silly uh, to do things like that because, I mean, your core audience is the ones that are actually wanting to build things for it. And, I mean, if you're going to shit on that, then, mate, you might as well just say, well, you know, you're going to destroy yourself eventually. I mean, like I said, Bohemia is and always has been very, very, um, you know, Held their modders in, in high regard, and I mean this. And this was a this was a perfect example that um, you know they they got got us in partnership with them uh, as a, as the publishers, and that they were, they were fantastic. You know, at, at every step of the way, uh, very supportive. Um, you know, anything we we um, you know we we had some grey areas on that they would help, and um, yeah, we're always in constant contact with them. So you know. Um, it was great, like I said. But um, you know, it should be a bit more like that in, in the world. Bohemia is probably one of the, you know, exceptions to, um, you know, this big AAA kind of mentality of like, you know, this is our game and uh, yeah. this is how we want it. And you know, you know, no, you're not going to mod it. We're not going to do this. Not going to yeah. do that. This is the other issue as well. To anybody that tries to mod a game as well, too. And especially like that, there you don't have the tools to be able to create more content like that. Um, and the and I, uh, documentation for it either, you know. Exactly, exactly, and 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 that, that that's that's been an issue over the years with with the modding. But you know, there's there's some really uh, creative people out there, really talented people that can do some things. You just sit there, go, how the hell did that work? How did you do that? You know, and. You know, some of them even get snapped up um, by Bohemia. Um, you know, before you really know it, you're like, oh, okay, here, yeah, I'm working for Bohemia. Now it's like, <laughs> well, it goes, goes without saying because they've got familiarisation with the, with the, you know, the engines or, or, or certain things, and, and some of them are really, really talented. I've seen some amazing work, even in, in mm-hmm. modding, to the point where 
people would even say that you know it's exceeded the the vanilla. Um, um, sure, and you could say of a lot of games too. A lot of the uh, modding community are very passionate about the work they do, and they put in a lot more time. But well, debatably, they put in a lot more time than some of the people who actually work at these studios. And I've seen people before who know some of these programs inside and out, and know workarounds and tricks and stuff that even the developers don't know. And I'm not. I'm not just saying this just for um, Bohemia, but this can go for a lot of different games. Like I know even. Um, for Dead 2 recently, they had their community-led um, DLC come out, the last stand update. Left 4 Dead has been abandoned in regards to development for years now. They've, they haven't received any support for any of that stuff, and they worked with a group of modders to release a brand new update for it last year, and that completely mm-hmm. brought the game back to life, and it's like we were saying, a lot of these games, modding is what gives this the life support for these games, like these older games that have been around for years. Modding is what keeps it the fresh stuff coming out because a lot of these developers move on. You know, they have new projects, they have new stuff to work on, so they can't always stay on the same stuff all the all the time. You know, so to give modders the chance to be able to work with the tools they have at hand and be able to expand, it's there. It's, it's free work for these companies, so you know it's 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 crazy to see that some of these companies neglect that or just don't take take advantage of it. Because they're literally getting free development outsourced for, by the community for their game. So, yeah, but well, that's, that's a, it. Yeah, that's a lot of the case. I mean, I'm having to offend your Daisy viewers here, but I actually, back in the day, uh, Armor Two days, I was very much against Daisy and and very much against you know the the notion that everybody was walking around saying, "Oh, Armor Three, oh, is that a is that a Daisy mod?" It was the other way around, and I tell you what, that used to piss me off no end. I'd be like, "You got no idea, son. There's a heritage here, you know. This is this is the third, you know, brother of, of, of the whole series, and here it is." And I, I you know, I seen that Daisy, um, oh, sorry, Armor Armor song. You can, you can see it on uh, on YouTube. It's quite mm-hmm. funny. And right at the end there, you know, it's, it's talking about Armor song uh, about you know walking, you know. Uh, walking footsteps step by step, and then all of a sudden it just he pops out, and and then all of a sudden Daisy he's he's getting chased by zombies. I was just like, uh, to me back then it's cringe, but yeah, um, nice. but you know, and and I guess in a way back then too, it actually I'll probably say that it didn't really it separated the community a little bit, especially. So I mean, I never played it, and me personally, I was I was completely against it. But then uh, you know we had a. You know, years later, um, you know, I thought, oh, Bohemia put this thing on, I, you know, tight ass friggin' week- weekend, you know, play free. So I thought, all right. So I downloaded it and I look at it and uh, jumped into it. And the first thing that I, I noticed straight away was the Infusion engine. And I was just like, oh my God. I mean, this, this is, this is everything I wanted in armor, um, you know, everything. I mean, I was running from, I was at Solinchini. Through to Delina, and um, yeah, there's I, I first thing I seen was just I mean obviously the the shading, the lighting, the the, the you know the way the colours are more vivid, it's more clean, it's more crisp. I look back now at Armor Three, and I'm like kind of like oh, yeah, it's getting a bit old. 
but I've yeah, seen this. My son plays a lot of armor as well, and you know, he he he'll load up um, Daisy uh, every now and then, and he just says, "Yeah, I just can't wait for a lot of the stuff that's in Daisy to be in an armor title." Um, and you know, we've we've had that sneak peek of the the full infusion engine, not the hybrid beast that Daisy is, uh, <laughs> and it just looks stunning. Yeah. Um... Well, like I said, I, I've seen the stream, the, the, the water source, you know, on the left side as you, as you run up. And that that's the first thing. I mean, that was first and front, front uh, to me that I was like seeing how that animated the water down like that there. I was just like, geez, there's so many things that we wanted to do back in the mod days and stuff like that there. We can't couldn't do because it's just the way that it was rigged up. And I was looking at that and I was just like, wow. You know, and I was just walking around looking at the nature of things like that. I was was just saying, this is so much further advanced. And I I guess Mm. I kind of called that, you know, Infusion Mark 1, you know. Um, Yep. That that was was the thing. And, you know, I started getting into it. And um, and now, yeah, it's basically uh, all I play. So, you know. um, Yeah, it's just fantastic. You can see a massive leap. It was a big jump. Like I said, I've, I've been there since Operation Flashpoint, um, 1, 2, 3, um, 1, 2, and 3. There was a big jump between Armour 2 to Armour 3, but this here is just like, takes it to the next level. I mean, <sighs> I don't want to say this, but I downloaded Scum the other day for about, yeah, 45 minutes, and I absolutely hated it. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, look, it's so buggy, and, and, and I swear that the, the running animation just reminded me of old Benning Hill show, mate, but look, I... <laughs> and it, it was terrible, and but even even yeah, you know, it's got decent graphics. I look look at it compared to the Infusion engine, and it's the Infusion engine is just as it is right now is is still holds up even after how many years? What two thousand thirteen? You know, it's it's held up so well, and it still looks good, and it mm. still plays mm. good. Now, we're getting a lot of questions in chat, um, and we will try to get to them, but I just want to make a statement here that, um, you know, in speaking to Sergeant Savage um, since last year, uh, one thing he did want me to make sure that everyone was aware of um, is that he can't answer any direct questions regarding BI or certain details about the DLC, nor am I able to promote it since I'm no longer with that team. I'm still under an NDA as well. Um, can't divulge upcoming updates, etc. I can talk about my involvement with the project, about the Prague trip, BI invited us, etc. My thoughts on Daisy. So, thank you. Feel free to ask questions. But if he can't answer it, he's he's not going to answer it. And it's not because he doesn't want to. It's because he's under an NDA. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there's money involved here, folks. This was a community DLC. (laughs) If he he breaches his NDA, he could be sued. Um, And no one wants that. So, yeah. Um, But um, what, like, uh, Scalespeed has got a question up there. Um, um, So why um, does Sergeant Savage think his group were brought under BI's wing, whereas Daisy Modders haven't been? Do you have any uh, thoughts on that? Or is that something you can't really talk about? Why Daisy's never um, been able to get a community DLC yet? I have no idea, honestly. Um, Mm. Like I said, I I think I'd really hope that would happen. I think it would be extremely beneficial uh, for the Daisy. But I can see what's happened here, and this is my personal thought, is that that Daisy modding, uh, it's very segregated, not segregated, it's, it's very separate, because whereas we had teams in, in armour, we had um, full modding teams. 
Um, now it seems to be that you go to the Steam Workshop page and you just see... Sorry, I'm just laughing at Attrition's comment there after I've said that. So someone asked a question and um, you can't really answer. Cough twice if it's yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even see that what the questions are right now. I've just got one screen open, but um, you'll have to relay the, the, the question to me. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, I don't usually use <laughs> Discord. Yeah. Yeah, like this here, but... Um, but yeah, going back to what I was saying, that um, you know, it, it seems what I've found so far that that um, Daisy, um, yeah, there's just a group of models that's no, I mean, apart from the uh, expansion team, yeah. um, there's no, there's no real full, full, full um, team, per se. modding teams, yeah, and I think this <clears> might <throat> be that that could possibly be something. I don't know. It's it's completely out the behemoth what they what they um, what they think, but I, I think it'd be really great um, i've honestly always yeah. wondered that whether if a team of the you know the the, the talented and the brightest um sparks in the um community got together and went to them with a proposal you know obviously that's not something you can answer because you're not a bi employee but i've always no. wondered if enough of them got together and went to them and said you know this is what we'd like to do whether you know that would be something they would consider but yeah, we'll never know unless someone uh, gets it together. Uh, message um, Sergeant Savage; he's in the Discord right now. Send him a DM if you want to uh, get the ball rolling on that, folks. So we highly encourage you. I need a jungle map. I need a snow map. Ball uh, forwarded over to console. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Wait, it did all there, brother. No, but look, yeah. it, look. Honestly, I think that that's what a lot of what I've seen from uh, from that point of view. Like I said, um, I mean, yeah, I mean. See the the thing is with Daisy and 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 going back to Armour days is we we decided to, like different groups would change it up to how they thought they would see it. Like we had Vietnam, there was a World War Two mod, so there's always this kind of you know we want to do this, we want to do that. With Daisy, it's Daisy. Mm. There's no you you know you can change it up. I mean you can get rid of the zombies, you could put bots in, but if you wanted to. Um, you could do certain other things as well too. You could change it up, um, but I think a lot of it as well too is that you know people just make a really cool mod and it's only small and they throw it on and then people add it and add it and it's just snowball, snowball, snowball. Yeah. And and I think that's a lot of things. Whereas you know you got some really talented guys out there, Ragged and and uh, Dimitri, um, mm-hmm. a few others like that there that 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 are really great scripters and and really good at what they do. Um, it's. It feels like it's. A, it's a different. A different. Um, kind of. It's. It's a different community. Um, well, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about um, is you know just just the the links that you guys went to uh, with this um, Operation Prairie Fire mod. Like um, again, Scale Speeder, he's a huge fan of yours, um, and he mentioned about how you got um, the um, Sog Mac V veterans involved. Yeah. Um, well, again, to, just to, to tell us a bit about that for those who don't know what we're talking about there. Okay. Well, we had um, veteran advisors actually from um, SOG uh, forces actually work alongside us. And now, SOG, again, SOG stands for uh, uh, Special Operations uh, Group. No, no, it's a, it's a Studies and Observation Group. There, okay. there was yeah, they they it was a. A group that was was formed um, back in the day there, and they they changed the name so they wouldn't be um, recognised as a force. So everyone's 
you know, perception is it's our special operations group. It's not. It's, it's studies and observation groups of um, of Vietnam. So they were very, very um, uh, covert kind of black ops kind of stuff. I mean, you know, this is this is what they've done. That they would exactly what we portrayed in in, in the game as well too. Um, uh, you know, they'd cross borders and stuff like that. They would they would you know go over. Um, into into now, Laos. I have to quickly ask: Was that um, named after you, Savage Game Design? Um, well, yeah, I helped. Well, I was co-founder of of, of the company, so yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I guess so. But look, it was, it was a massive team, mate, and it's just yeah. like we we didn't even left the name. So yeah, luckily I was able to choose that there. But uh, but yeah, but um, but basically, yeah, the 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 advisors, absolutely, you know, fantastic people. They were all Vietnam vets, and they were you know leaders of of the actual groups. So we always back into the, even to the unsung days. It was it was a matter of of getting things right, and the only way we we could know we could get this one hundred percent right. I mean, you could read textbooks and stuff like that, but we we felt that um, you know, we really wanted to make this exactly how it was and in real life. And we reached yeah. out to these guys. And it's they stunning. Were... Like, obviously, I wasn't in Vietnam, but I've watched a lot of movies about Vietnam. And you know, even with Armour 3 engine, just the, 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 the landscape you guys created is so beautiful, so immersive. Yeah, I mean, like I said, again, this is what I was coming back to before. You know, there's, there's a lot of, of talented people out there. And mm. um, some of them, you know, some are really, really into it. And, and I, I, talking before, you know, is that, it's you can be you can be a game developer inside a studio and you know but maybe a lot of it you don't believe in the actual title and yeah. you know it's just a job you know I'm not saying you know this case everywhere but but when this was here you can see, you can see that the passion and the drive of what we wanted to bring forth and show people as well to you I think it shines through everything that that's there. I mean, things yeah. we've done before, even like just on that shot there with that belt-driven um, uh, um, uh, racking system there, where it feeds the, the bullets into the gun. Um, you know, we 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 made that happen. I mean, no other no other mod or, or deal that I've seen so far that's done that. No, but yeah, we're talking. You know, we had not not just you know one one uh, advisor. We had about four, three or four, maybe five, I think. Um, you know, had had the guys that actually um, were the, the team leaders. We had um, the guys that actually flew the helicopters. So we we we'd run everything past, and we just say, you know, this this is how it is, and they'd say, yeah, that's not right, or this is not right, that's not right, and 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 we would fix it. So you know, we've had a couple of people, you know, come through. I've, I've read in, in the past that oh, yeah, this is not right, and that's not right. So well, you know, you should go and check yourself again, mate, because uh, were you there? No. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been doing this for 15 years and uh, we've got a pretty good idea and we research everything and uh, yeah we've got the advisors saying no this is not right the people that are actually on the ground and and you know credit to them it was it was horrendous what they went through you know yeah. and you know we 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 done it with that in mind as, as a respect and paid homage to them as well too you know it was very very you know big thing that we got it right for them because yep. It was the young sung war of, 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 you know, of wars. I mean, it was, you know, it was terrible. And these guys, you know, couldn't talk about it. 
because they were, you know, under uh, classified, you know, um, yeah. protocols, just like I'm with an NDA as well, too. So you can't speak about it. And, you know, um, we wanted to make it as authentic as possible. It's different. I mean, there's, there's other games out there, you know, Battlefield Vietnam, this and that, there, da 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 da. And that's all good and well. Um, but as you can see here, um, the, the detail that, that goes into it um, was, 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 a whole, was passion. And, um, you know, we wanted to give that feeling to, to, to put the player in, in the in the zone of, of you know, um, you know, if this is what it was like, trying to get it as close as possible. So, like I said, you can see all the rigging and that there on, on the soldiers and stuff like yeah. that. That's all. The old, the old Vietnam era webbing, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it was great, you know, and, um, you know, we had a great, you know, got a great team and, and you know, we've got, got a lot of good friends where they were, we were lucky we were able to, um, you know, reach out and speak to a lot of the, um, uh, a lot of the, the top uh, modders of the Armour 3 community first, you know, because um, we, we do have a, a pedigree of even like going back to, um, to, Operation Flashpoint, you know, we knew, you know, what we're, what we're doing, we knew what we wanted to do, and, um, and yeah, and, you know, we reached out to a lot of these people, they're the best sound modders out there, you know, the best artists that, you know, and we met, you know, a few of them over there and, and at the uh, Creative Boot Camp as well too, and, but, yeah, it was it was great fun, um, had a lot of work, but we knew, you know, we knew what we wanted to do, and um, we, we wanted to do it right, and we done it, so, yeah. It's on sale right now, folks. So if you're looking for it, it's um, Aussie dollars twenty three dollars sixteen. So that's not that bad. Twenty percent off. Um, offer ends in forty four hours. Um, but no, that's awesome. That just it must have been such a um, rewarding process to you know be be to actually like tender for it, um, get flown over there, and then find yourself creating um and just you know just this trailer must have been absolutely an amazing feeling for you and the rest of the team at savage gaming um to see your vision become reality yeah well, i think it was it was the next logical step from from the mod and i mean you know we we wanted to take it up a, up a notch and um you know, and that that's the thing we we're always trying to even back in the mod days we're always trying to push it and but you were limited with what you could do um but then you know you get you know, certain team members that can actually build things and make things better than it was before and and you know and 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 it shows it's it's, it's you know it was great the team was was fantastic now, and, do you um, know how many copies have been sold of it or is that something you can't say I, Look, at the end of the day, it's, it was, you know, what, what we, we felt was right. And, and again, paying homage to the, uh, to the, um, uh, the advisors, you know, again, they were great. They were mm-hmm. very, very supportive and very, very, you know, um, helpful. And, uh, Do you still again, stay in contact with any of the old veterans? Um. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're still in contact. Um, yep. Yeah, they're, they're they. Uh, like I said, they're very, very pivotal. And wasn't. You know, we just wanted to make sure it, it was done right, and and that's exactly you know the only way. You know, we we're very, very lucky that that um you know to have have that. 
One thing I will and, say for BI, they've always put, you know, like um, you can see uh, when we scroll down a bit, you know, they've got the Armour 3 uh, charity bundle, the Armour 3 uh, Laws of War DLC. Mm. You know, they do take it seriously, the, the mill sim aspect of it. It's Yes, it's a game, but it's something that they realise is not just a game, that, you know, for it's a game based on a, a very tragic reality for a lot of people who've been in war and been in war zones and, you know, that it deserves a bit more respect than some franchises pay it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's sort, that's been pretty fair. I mean, Armour and, well, Bohemia, sorry. It's always been rooted in that kind of aspect. Um, or most, if not all of their mainline titles, obviously been real milsome. So it makes sense, you know, if they do approach, you know, a team such as yourself to create this really authentic and accurate um dlc it's going to go to prove that you know they are serious and with you know the, the charities especially with the recent conflict you know i would be surprised if bohemia didn't do anything about that um you know considering you know their their roots and their history so it's it's really good that there are companies that you know they do take what they do seriously and also represent um, properly what they want to do and what they want to, to showcase and what they want to give back, essentially, especially with the recent charity bundles. So, I mean, props to them for it, for sure. Yeah, and, and again, I was saying, you know, you're perfect hosts. I mean, everybody was, was really professional and, and, and really accommodating. I mean, I even uh, got to meet uh, Ivan Bukta over there. We've become good friends. Um, one of my, he's the creative director of, of Bohemia Interactive. Absolutely beautiful guy, best guy you'd ever meet. Very, you know, quietly spoken. And I mean, he, he'd been through a lot, obviously, too, because I don't know if you guys are aware, but just around about, um, I think it was just before Armour was um, uh, come out, um, he got um, mixed up with um, um, some issue over in, in uh, another country. And yeah, I'm not going to details. It's all public, but you know, he, and yeah. you know, it, it's he's just like I said, the, one of the most beautiful people you've ever met. Who's um, this again? Sorry, uh, Ivan Bukta. He's the yep. creative director. I mean, the guy is that great. He even came and picked us up himself in the in the armor battle bus. You know, from from the from the accommodation. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I mean, that's a testament. You know, and he's like I said, a perfect case. I mean, we got to see everything. Like, like you know. You know, they're, they're where where they work like that, and obviously not upstairs. Uh, but you know, they show some mocap studio, which is only like twenty feet away from their offices. Mm-hmm. It's good, like again, it's just really weird feeling. You don't have this kind of big corporate office or anything like that there, and, and you know, you walk through here, you walk through that. It's it's like it's like I said, it's someone lost someone's farm type thing. You know, and um, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, they've got this. There's other thing as well too. They've got this. Um, just up the road, it's only about a kilometre walk up the mm. road. That they've got a they've got a pub there, and it's just in the middle of the forest. There's nothing else around it. But I tell you what, the food. Oh my god! They this this they've got this, this big fire pit in the middle, and they put a pig oh. on it that night there. And I tell you what, the meat just melted in the mouth. I tell you, and oh. you know, this you know they they they, they got me in this this this. Oh, what was it over there? It was some. It was, it was a Czech whiskey or something like that. There it was called. Um, 
Republic whiskey. I tell you what, mate, that stuff. He could drink it all day, and I'll tell you what. Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be standing too long. But but I tell you what, it's so super smooth. And um, I'm gonna fucking go there. I'm gonna go oh, there. <laughs> I absolutely loved Prague. It was beautiful. I mean, I I'd never been to to uh, Europe before, but you know, mm. you know, we 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 got together as a team after it, and and uh, you know, the ex- two extra days before I was flying back to to Australia, and um. We all got together and we went out and we had uh, you know, Vietnam food uh, over there. Mm. It was really good. And, and yeah, we were just, you know, walking around hard time trying to find a, just a pub to have a beer, you know, not in the middle of Prague. It's, it's just a lot of restaurants and stuff like that. So, you know, we'd, we'd have to go in a restaurant there just and just sit down just to have a beer, you know. There was, <clears> you know, and it was just funny. I just remember, just remember I was walking through the middle of Prague and it's just, you know, it's, it's autumn. It's cool. It's cool. And you know, walking through all the people, and all of a sudden, this Aussie comes out, Come, mate, let's go. We're going down here. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Oh, fuck, you just wrecked it. I'm like, Oh, shit. I'm like, Go, mate, how are you going? He goes, Oh, yeah, you're Aussie. I'm New, New Zealand. I went, No, nah, mate, I can say six properly. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> that's a little joke. Bloody guys. And um, yeah, he, he's like, you know, he's chatting away. He's like, oh, where are you from? I said, oh, I'm from Sydney. He goes, oh, I'm from Melbourne. I said, oh, I feel sorry for you, man. That's all right. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it was great, you know. And, and the people, you know, very, very, um, you know, very, very nice over there and very cheap too. Like, like the, the, the beer that comes out. I mean, yeah. it was it's just it's huge. I mean, it's 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 bigger than our schooner, I think. Like that, it's a big bloody mug, but they put a massive head on it. And I think they like that, you know. Yeah. So you got to get through tons of head before you can get to the get to the brew. So I'm like, you know, there's two beers over there. I knew it was a Pilsner and Kozel. I think there's well, one one more, but yeah, Pilsner was the main one. Um, but yeah, I I I I fell in love with Kozel beer, mate. We got it over at Dan Murphy's, mate. Five hundred mil bottles. And uh, yeah, that's very very smooth. But but like I said, it was great walking around and and, and getting to know the um, the landscape. We went um, down to uh, Pilsen, which is is south of um, of um, Prague. Uh, it's about an hour and mm-hmm. a half drive, and we went out there, shot shots and um, guns. So um, Vietnam, yeah, some Vietnamese guns like that there. So my favourite was the uh, the um, M16A1, and uh, the bastard jammed nearly every friggin' round. So, but it's it's indicative of just how it was back in the day as well. The, the, the M16 so, was notorious for jams. Like um, mm. the Australians didn't have a lot of them, but the stories I heard from old Vietnam vets is that the Americans had that many of them that if one jammed, they just threw it to the side and grabbed another M16 and just kept on shooting. They just had <laughs> that many of them laying around. It was like, are you for fucking real? It was like, yeah, Americans do things <laughs> bigger and better. Uh, than yeah. everyone. Um, how long from the the time you tended to the DLC being available on the marketplace? How long was that sort of a time frame? Because I was just scrolling through looking at it, and, like, there's two maps. There, there's uh, four new factions, 60 new weapons, new uniforms and gear, 25 new vehicles, 36 static weapons, uh, multiplayer co-op campaign. Multiplayer, 13 scenarios and a bonus mission, five single-player scenarios, sounds and effects, a, a custom music track. How long did it take you guys to do that? That just, you know, 
from my limited understanding of modding is, you know, people like Dumpgra and Lad and, you know, things like that, you know, but I know Cabello spent um, nearly a year making just Banov, um, his map. How, how, how many people were, did you need to, to get this out? This is insane. Just the sheer amount of content that's in this DLC. There's a lot of people involved. There was a lot of people involved. Um, yeah. Probably it took us, yeah, best part of two or three years, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, again, it's a testament to, to the team. I mean, you know, yeah. really good people that are focused, that are passionate, that love this, you know. Two or and three that's, years, uh, that's insane. It's insane to think it's that long, but it doesn't surprise me, oh, Lemons, yeah. because the, you know, you'd look at the quality of what we're looking at. That's not something you could just knock up in a couple of months, is it, Lemons? Oh, that is the stuff like that takes so long. And there's so much that goes into it. Not a lot of people realize the different resources that people have to put in. You know, so many different groups of people that have their own talents and they have they not everyone's just like a not everyone can just use everything and do everything. They can't have a sound designer and a modder and all doing like the modeler and doing the same stuff. And you need to have all those people working together and having that um, connection with each other you know you can't you can't just bring in a bunch of people and have them kind of work on their stuff separately you need to have that bond between each other to actually work together and make the stuff possible again yeah so we, we've forged a friendship over many many years with the unsung so the core core unsung team was always there so you know mm. but um but you know it was, it was a great project and um you know had great people and um yeah and you've started but, uh, another project now mate full tilt gaming Tell us about that. Gaming, yeah. So, yeah, um, Full Talk Gaming, Australian gaming group, um, DayZ. Uh, not modding anything uh, yet, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, basically just looking at the at the community again, uh, see a lot of everybody's doing the, uh, you know, 100K run to the trader, you know, give, give 100k, you know, run to the trader, you yeah, know, shoot, yeah. rinse, repeat, shoot, rinse, repeat. And for me, I was kind of like, yeah, okay, that's good, yeah, I'll get that, I'll get that, it's cod and this and that there and da 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 I'm like, no, it's just, it, it, Daisy's so much more. There's, there's so much potential in Daisy. And, um, you know, we looked at, you know, try to change it up. You know, we've we've, we've been transitioning now for the last you know, few years, different ideas, feelings, just to try and it's it's probably a, a niche area in 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 Daisy, but um, basically trying to get back to the roots of things, kind of vanilla yeah. feel. You know, yeah. Boydy knows I'm a big advocate when it comes to um, making modded content for Daisy, but trying to still bring in that vanilla and official feel for it. Yeah, because there are just there are so many people now that just all use the same kind of template. I'm not I'm not trying to say that for everybody, but there's a lot of people that just kind of use that carbon copy cookie cutter sort of feel for all their servers because they know it's going to work. You know, they don't have to do anything really. They can just get a few mods off the workshop, pump it out there, and they know they're going to get a good population. And I could say for sure it's the same on console, and it's even worse on console because most I'd say about. 90% of the servers for Daisy Console Edition on Xbox at least are just those times 100 boosted loose servers that have like the mm. factions and the traders and like the NPC yeah. kits and all that stuff and it's it's good to see people in the community who are taking the time to um, 
work on stuff, you know, the people who are addressing this and saying, you know, it's cool seeing all this stuff, but there's more that there can be offered and trying to just break the mold, you know. I, I love to see people that are creating new content and doing stuff that is against, not necessarily against, but just doing stuff that isn't really the norm, you know. So many people have just gotten used to boosted loot or they've gotten used to traders and stuff where they kind of think this is daisy even new people joining now in like 2022 they don't a lot of these people are joining in and their first experience is on modded they don't even play on the official servers like i remember one of my friends personally he the first place he played was on a modded map and he didn't even know about like lavonia or chinoris and stuff because he was just playing the modded servers because that's what he saw on youtube you know and it's crazy to think that because they think that's official. They think that's what yeah. Daisy is. And when they go to an actual vanilla server, they're like, what is this? You know? <laughs> yeah. Fall for choice. Like, I think that's, again, exactly what you're saying. This is, is completely different what, what, what we're trying to do. Um, I mean, we, we have a trader in there. I've always been against traders. So I think it floods a lot of the economy and, and, and unbalances everything. So we're using, you know, Dimitri's Trader Plus which only drops what the players find. And we found that's a much better way of, of doing it. Um, so players will race around, they'd find guns, something, they'd go to there and they'd sell it for a realistic price, um, not, mm. you know, inflated 100000 you know, for, for, for a Barrett or something like that there. It's all price relative. Mm. And, you know, we, we cater for all different playing groups. We have, you know, we have to split the map, map up um, with PVE easy. Uh, we have, you know, a, a PVE zone, a small PVE zone, but with the rest of it, you know, heading up the northwest airfield, you know, you, you're hitting PvP zone. And you've got AI. But, yes, we've got AI, yeah. It's not the EAI that's uh, the free one. This one was a um, was a paid mod. We put, put 350 down on it. Um, and, yeah, it's they, they move and act um, very much like players do. They can jump fences. They can, you know, push your position. Um, mm -hmm. They can, like I said, they can jump up over objects. They can, they can jump up on crates. They can try and get an angle on you. Um, yeah, they'll smash through doors if you think you're going to close the door behind you and you're safe. No, they'll come through in there. If they get close enough, they'll smash you right in the head with the butt of their gun. So it's and so yeah, cool. it's, and scream and scream uh, Russian at you. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people find it unnerving like that. But um, I mean, it's it's not it's not perfect, but um, it's a big massive step up. I mean. Uh, um, you know, it's something we, we we were looking at for quite a while, and um, yeah, yeah went, went down a rabbit hole, and um, yeah, put it on. And I think I think now we're probably one, maybe one of two uh, servers in Australia that's running. I don't know about the other server groups. I know they they contacted me a while ago and said, uh, we can't make it work. How do you help? Can you help us on?" Anyway, so um, yeah, but we've you know we've also got uh, craftable um guns in there as well to homemade weapons so you know you, you, you race around and it's very survival style but now just uh to elaborate as well you're not just an australian based server are you uh well we we have uh well we had uh servers out in america as so it's died off a little bit at the moment so um we'll just we'll stop that for the time being um we have map link running as well too, so you can effectively jump um, between maps. Uh, we've got the mask survival on the moment, so basically what happens is you, you race up to the NPC with all your gear. Um, you know, you can all buy a ticket, but we've, we've got our switched off. It's just free. Um, you just go up to them. Uh, you jump across um, straight away. What it effectively does is it, it kills your character on the first server, 
and then um, reanimates them and, and repacks them on the other one. So you don't see that, but there's, a, there's an API server uh, elsewhere that handles all the data, and it just switches back and forth. Well, one so, of the guys watching right now has created um, or being part of a team that created a mod like that, so I don't know whether you're using the same one as... Um, what Dumpgra made, but yeah, uh, we've talked about these map links before. It's amazing. It, it, yeah, when it's yeah. done right, it, it it can add so much to a community. Yeah, with a reason to travel between the different maps, and yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, so that's, that's how we've set it out. So, so Chernarus is like the, the base. It's like everybody comes there. That's where the trader is. You know, that's where you gear up there. You, we're very much for adventure. Um, you start there with with you know if you can. The, beans and whatnot there you gear up you get a you get a weapon you get some ammunition um you gotta get a lot of warm clothing we'll set it up in a way that when you there's no food over there on the mask there's no warm clothing mm -hmm. there's plenty of ammunition and all modern guns are over there there's fuel over there as well too back in chernarus it's basically vanilla kind of weapons um right. so, so it's a transition so it's, it's it's a it's a mission and that's what we found a lot of the players love because they're like now I've got something to do. I've always got something to do. You know, it's like this is what's happening. And so, it, so, so, sorry to sorry, no, that, that concept just threw me off there. So, on the Chinaris map, mm -hmm. you basically can get all set up like normal, get your old gear ready, and that. But when you go to the, to Namalsk, you literally can only have what you brought with you you Correct. can't like f you can't go to like one of the villages and then find some food there you you literally have to Prep. stockpile yep <laughs> that's looking amazing yeah and that's that's what I, I thought that's what you meant because it, like that completely threw me off because obviously you know and I, I know there's some there's some maps and servers that use map link to go across um with that and i know if a server is monetized then they can't use mask because the mosque mm -hmm. is one of those mods maps that you can't um use use monetization for so not a lot of people using the mosque but you've, you're doing it in a really unique way and it's really really awesome because you can actually i mean i can only assume you've already done it but it's like actual events and expeditions to investigate yes. the mosque crisis like the after effects and that that's ah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to try that later. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, no, like I said, it's, 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 we have to sit back and look at it. You know, what, what would be the, again, it's a, all about the player experience. I mean, it's, again, mm -hmm. trying to get away from all that, like you're saying, mentality before, of, you know, this is, this is all it is, you know. So, so basically, you, you'll, you'll race around. I mean, things are, are pretty vanilla. Pretty, you still have to grind on, on, on Cherno, you know. It's not easy. You've got to take all your food with you. You've got to take all your oh, medical supplies as well, too. It's not available over there. So you've got to take all your medical supplies. You've got to take all your food. You've got to take your shelter. You've got to take, you know, all your weapons and everything like that there. And then you jump there, okay? And, yeah. you know, again, when you get there, you're not going to have guns everywhere like that. There. You still have no, to run around for it, you know. So it continues that thing. Then it's cold, it's frigid, it's 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 Namal survival, it's not normal Namal, it's Namal survival, so there's blizzards yeah. and cold, you know, things. So it's a bitch. Honestly, it's a bitch, you know, and, and it's we encourage people to go and bridge because, you know, safety numbers. See, uh, Chernobyl is, like I said, split into PvE and PvP. Over there, it's full mm -hmm. PvP. So people know the inherent risk. Uh, how, what we've also done as well, too, if you get killed over there, you know, you respawn over there back in the mile, so you get kicked back to Cherno and you start all over again. 
So there's a massive risk there. And people yeah. like that, you know. And, you know, but you race around there, you get all the best guns, all the best loot. You can't build over there because um, we don't want people just, just sitting there. Um, well, that's I, it. I mean, it would be pretty pointless considering you can't get any fucking food or shit there. <laughs> I mean, there are some animals that, that, that do run around there, but uh, they're very, very, very few and far between. Uh, it's supposed to be a challenge, and I'm always, you know, saying mm-hmm. challenge. Challenge is what drives people to what play. What about fishing? Can you fish over there? Um, if you take enough hooks with you, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, but like I said... There's always exploits, and I mean, I have to give it to the to the Daisy players. Some of these guys, you just sit there going, you know, the the ingenuity of them. I'm like, you you try and block off every exit like that there, but they find a way around it, and you're like, yeah, you know, we're surviving because we're doing this. I'm like, oh, geez, I didn't think of that. Fishing was a big thing as well, too, you know. So what do we do? Well, okay, well, you know, there's no, you know, got the bone hook like that. They'll get you maybe two or three fish, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll stop. You know, spawning the the fish hooks, but then they go ahead and there's a mod there. You know, you can craft and craft a fish hook from a nail. It's just kind of like, ah, oh, jeez, not again. It's like a kid getting into a bloody into the the, the hooky jar. It doesn't matter how high you put it up there, someone's going to try and export it. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and you know, but I love that about it. And, and we've got you know, we've got a, a, a good community, and but they, they they like that. But have that again, Cherno doesn't have any fuel on it as well too. So you have to travel to the mouse. You're on a car, you're gonna to have to travel to the mouse, bring that jerry can back, and that's a golden commodity then. Oh. But what ha- yeah. So we stopped that from happening. Um there might be one can of fuel around like that there, but everybody knows that they have to when they if they want this good stuff, they want they want to have all these other things, they want to go and have a different experience, they jump to the mouse and they grab it and they bring it all back. That's the beauty of it. They can everything that they're carrying, everything they've got on them, like that, they're able to bring it back to the other server, and it doesn't doesn't affect it. So it's it's this cycle. We did have Lavania on, um, but yeah, that was more like the the bread basket. Um, yeah, I, so I had to jump on and move my character from Lavania. I uh, jumped on again. And I saw the message that you're shutting the server down. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. How do I jump? Where do I jump from? And um, I was looking around and I couldn't find the um, Cherneris port, but I just went to the nearest. Um, um, teleport link and yeah, I was able to come across uh, back to Cherneris from there. So I've yeah, got my character yeah. back. Yeah, like I said, it's 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 one of those things. I mean, map link is 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 in beta. I mean, absolutely <laughs> fantastic um, concept. I mean, it opens up the world so much, and if it's done correctly, then you know it, it can be beneficial. What you're saying before that yes. you know you can jump from here to here and just expand. I, it, there's no need for it. I, ha, we we really wanted to push. It's got its own character. There's a reason for it. There's 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 this thing. And yeah, we we do run ops over there. I think I'm doing one tonight. Um, you know, we'll we'll take a, a group over just to have a look because a lot of people kind of a little bit mm, I don't like PvP and oh, I don't like that, but they're really anxious. Yeah, to see which it. is understandable. So, yeah. yeah, and you know. The good thing about it, like I said, you know, we cater for all. I mean, if you don't want to go into PvP zone, you don't have to, you know. But if you love that PvP session, you go there, you can stay there and pump. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you want to you want to do survival, you can do survival, you know. You, you'll, you'll crash these conditions to get to, you know, to there. So, you know, <clears throat> that as well too, Matt Link um, is on there. We've got the AI bots, which which, which uh, cruise around as well too. They freak the, the shit out of some people. Are they, are they all PvP bots? Yeah, we put yeah we won't put them in the PvE area for for for, yep. for you know. But no, so, what, what I meant was more um, 
um, uh, any of the bots um, anything other than they'll just shoot at you if they see you? Yeah, um, there's different settings on them. Um, we can you can set them in a way that that um, you know if you they can just be walking and patrolling and they'll just walk past and just say something. You can stand in front of them and they'll just tell you in Russian, like, you know, get out the way um, and they won't shoot you. But as soon as you raise a weapon to them or you raise your fist, bang, they'll engage, which is quite cool. We had um, some um, police ones that used to patrol the uh, traders' area as well too. So putting the people coming down there trying to shoot other people in the, in the PVE zone, mm. um, you know, these guys, as soon as you raise a gun, that they'd be on you like you know that, that scene out of the matrix yep. you know <laughs> they all jump jumped all over neo you know and 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 that was it but i mean again it's i i won't talk about the author but um but yeah to his credit um he uh he's done something really really i mean again taking the engine from what it is and then you know making something that wasn't never spoke was never designed or was never coded for it and yep. and uh, anyway, and yeah, uh, the guys from uh, AI and whatnot like that there, I don't know where they are now, but like I said, they 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 were making really good progress at the start. But um, I think maybe, like I said, I might have hit a brick wall. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this guy, um, yeah, like I said, we 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 invested back in, into the server because we felt that you know this was something unique and something that could work and what people really wanted. And I guess being Australian, there's Australian server as well too. We don't get the mainstream UK, you know, big that's, ones that's like that. That's the big market yeah. in Daisy is the UK EU um, mm. region. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what's happening in Asia um, with Daisy. Um, yeah, we, we've covered some of that a little bit before, but the language barrier is just a bit too much um, for us to be able to cover them um, a lot. But yeah, EU is where it's it's absolutely insane. But as an Australian, mm-hmm. um, to start a server in the EU means it's pretty much unplayable for you. They're just so hard to play with you know, that mid to high 300 ping. Oh, I find yeah, that I was... bad myself. But yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, go on, mate, go on. No, no, I talk too much, mate, you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I was just, um, I was just looking... Well, well, yeah, exactly. Fucking talk. <laughs> but, um... Uh, <laughs> right, I'll go and the then moment. you go. Right? No, I'm, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm... Well, while you two but, work but, out but, who's um, going to uh, talk first, I'm going to go get another cuppa. <laughs> yeah, there it is. But yeah, because I was looking into the server and I see that, uh, and I'm pretty sure you said before, but just for clarification for our viewers, um... Uh, for for everywhere, so the server's currently based in Australia. Is that right? Correct. And you don't have any other kind of servers out there, like any US servers or anything like that at all. No, we we had a US server on. Um, it, mm-hmm. it went really well at the start, um, but again, it's I don't know. Um, I, I, what I've found so far is is Daisy comes in waves. Yes. Um, yeah, and you have you know have hot. It's a, it's a roller coaster ride. Sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low. It gets to a situation where you know it, it, it went quiet for for quite a while, and I mean we have to you know it costs money, and yeah. um, we, we we don't ask anybody for anything. You know, um, we 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 shoulder the the cost ourselves as, as an admin team, and um, yeah. I mean yeah, when it when it's, when it's quiet for so long, well you know we're gonna. You know, Say sorry, guys, but thanks very much, and and that's it. 
Um, we are looking at uh, EU, um, trying our mm-hmm. luck over there and, and seeing if, if anyone's into it. The issue is, again, is it, it, it's very much a niche you know, there's not everybody wants to play like that. And when when the people yeah that want to play like that or want to experience something new like that, they get into it. Then it, that holds holds uh, holds true. But yeah, that's 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 very true because it's um. Like I was just looking into it, and I really I really want to try out the server. I really do, but obviously since it's based in Australia, playing it with the latency will be quite difficult. Um, um, I know Daisy is relatively o- o- okay with like. You know, trying to um, compensate for that, but you know, for other people who might have a bit like worse internet than myself, it could obviously be an issue. So I'm really looking forward to if you do decide to go ahead with an EU server that's a one-to-one copy of what you guys got down under. I think that would be really successful. Uh, mm. At least I'd like to think because the way that your server is from what you've described. It is a very unique perspective on how to actually achieve um, something, especially with the introduction of MapLink and going forward from that. Um, because a, a lot of servers, you know, if they do use MapLink, they are typically um, very PvP centric mm. um, with the with the with the with the trader um, mods and whatnot. Uh, I know the the people behind it, um, Damon Forge and. Domgra, um, they have a, yeah, absolutely beautiful people. They've got a server, um, kind of like their primary place for MapLink, and they've got a pretty unique setup there. But Mm. what you've got going is, it's hard to describe, I wouldn't say perfection, but it's an (laughs) absolutely fantastic way to implement MapLink in such a way. So... I would absolutely love to see you guys introduce that EU server um, and it get popular. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep track of it. You know, I want to, I want to try and make sure that um, development goes really, really nicely. And, you know, our EU folks, you. you know, they take good care of it and they actually fucking play on it because holy shit, I don't want this idea to die. I want to try that out. It's it's one of the things that excited me was, you know, the idea of you could have, you know, um, you know, there's so many maps um, out there right yeah. now and you could give yeah. each, each map a reason for people to want to go to them. You know, um, one map spawns um, an excess of um, US military gear. Another map mm-hmm. spawns only um, Soviet gear. Another map is abundant with animals. Another map, you know, you could do like a Takistan or Quima um, is where you go to get your oil, you know, being a desert map, oil and all the rest of it. Um, you know, so it's where you go to get fuel and, you know, just give people a reason to to keep moving around the map. But the only problem then is you need a massive player base. Um, otherwise, you know, if you've only got a community of a few hundred people, when you dilute them between so many different maps, um, yes, it's hard to find people when you're jumping between maps. But if there's a reason, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a gold idea. And I love the fact that there is a community out there that's starting off with it. And, you know, um, hopefully this, um, podcast brings a bit of awareness to what you guys are doing um yeah and uh, you you are suffering because you know being aussie based uh although the servers aren't based in australia they're based in singapore is that right the map the map link okay so what we've done this is the other thing as well too probably um what we've done was we set the map link um 
uh, well, the mask map link is in Singapore because we had um, America as well too. We, we actually linked all three mm-hmm. servers. So what would happen is that that the the US guys could jump across to Australia if they wanted to, like that there. But 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 the hub was for them. But the link there was was the mask. So you'd actually have American players versing Australian players on a S- Singapore server. Because we put it to Singapore because. <coughs> It's looking a little bit weird. Um, we we set it in Singapore to try and get the best ping for both. It was, it was, mm-hmm. And and look, we you know we have a ping sometime about two hundred over there, and none of our Aussie players have, have even said we've never even noticed any desync. And even the American players said the same thing. We've got American um, admins on on our server, and they said they've got pings at three hundred, four hundred, something like that, and they have not noticed anything wrong with it. No, no mm-hmm. decent, no nothing. So what I'm saying is that the people out there that are listening, if you are in the UK or like that there, give it a try. Um, it's not bad. I mean, again, you know, mm-hmm. Armour 3, I used to play, you know, the, the, the server was set, set up in in in, um, in the UK and I was getting, you know, pings 300, 400, and I was racing around with the guys and all this stuff going on, testing and stuff like that, and I didn't notice any lag or desync at all. So... Mm. No, I, I play Singapore servers um, uh, quite often um, from time to time, and I've, I've, I have no issue with them as well. Um, I'm not sure what the ping is from the US to Singapore, uh, but it's a pretty good midway point. Um, but, yeah, you know, again, you're still suffering because the US player base is nowhere near as big as your European player base. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, we started off as some, you know, really good feedback and people were just like, oh, this is amazing. I was like, well, you know, it's just about thinking outside the box, you know, and not following, the, you know, the, the, the way that everybody is. Because, I mean, the, the biggest issue I've found is there's 10,000 frigging servers out there yeah. and you know, 95% of them are frigging empty and they're all the same crap. And, you know, you've got to filter through it. We have people come in and, and on a daily basis and like, is this, map, is this any good? Is, is this server any good? And the first thing is, you know, the community. I mean, they're the absolutely amazing bunch of guys. And they're saying, yeah, well, yeah. well we've been here forever. We're never leaving, you know, because everything's here. And, and you know, we, we've always tried to keep it fresh. It's, it's always something new coming. There's, it's never static. So we're always like you're saying, trying to perfect it in that way. But like I said, MapLink took us to another level, the bots as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we've got uh, other things that we're, we're working on at the moment as well too to, to try and up it again. But changing the, the perception of what DAISY, you know, is to what it can be is, a, is, 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 is what we're trying to do. So we're moving yeah. away from that. Okay, I have to ask something. Sure. The AI mod you have, is that Nightwolf? No. No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, okay. I, I, I know there's a, there's a lot of, you know, shit out there about Nightwolf. Um, and I don't know, I, a lot of people don't like him in, in for certain reasons. But, I mean, yeah. I, correct me if I'm wrong because I, I don't know the full story. That, um, you know, he... So I've seen. I'm on, I'm on his Discord, and I read a lot of his I'll, stuff. I'll give you. I'll give you our point of view on him. The sure. guy is an incredibly fucking talented modder. Absolutely, yes. And I am happy that he is monetizing um, and somehow managing to work around BI's models. But some of his business practices are fucking shitty. Yeah. 
Well, that, again, that's, I'm not... that's my view on Nightwolf. The guy is an amazing modder, um, but he does uh, allegedly. I, I don't know. He's never done anything to me, but from what I've heard, he's done some pretty shitty things with you know um, threatening people and demanding more money and things like that. And yeah, you know, it, it's always that thing where when money gets involved is when things start to go to shit. Um, but yeah, so okay. okay. No, I was just curious. I was curious. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's not him. Um, but no, look, I, well, my understanding of it was that, I mean, there was one particular, I was, like I said, I mean, his Discord did receive one particular customer um, that didn't bother reading the uh, end user license agreement. Yeah, and yeah. Um, had the mod across too many servers. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know what? And, and I'll look at it this way, okay, coming from a modder's background as well, too. He's, he's, he's doing something, like again, he's amazing, amazing, uh, talented guy. Um, but, you know, if you're not going to read the, the, the license agreement like that there and you're going to get stung and say, well, you know what, you know, you've got six servers running, you know. Um, this guy has made something, you know, really good. Um, why not show its support? And, and do the right thing. If you've got six servers running, mate, well, you got, you got some money. How about just giving me a little bit of a kickback saying, you know, thanks very much, you know? I don't know what the other part of it is, mate, because I, I haven't come across it, but what I understood was that because he was putting backdoors in to, to stop mods from people from, you know, breaking his end-user uh, licence agreement. And, I, yeah. and me personally, I, I find that that's completely acceptable. If you're going to agree to this stuff, you know full well from day one you're going to pay this much money for this and if you're gonna you know break that license agreement well you know there's backdoors put in every every uh software program these days really um but again i don't know that the the, the actual my, internet well my issue with it is that he shouldn't be selling mods full stop he's not allowed to yeah yeah that's where it kind of gets into that um it's in that foggy area between making it make a profit I mean, off it whereas also the um monetization with bohemia because you have to jump yeah. through hoops for that mm. well there's there's that but there's um so don't for obviously clarification you know i, I do modding and that and i've done commission-based work um but the way that you're supposed to do it is um when you do commission-based work is that you provide the person with all the source files um, all the configs, all the scripts, all the textures, all the models, completely um, unbinarized, completely sourced. Yep. And then you give it to them for the payments, and then they can pack it, and then they can put it in their server mod. That's fine. Um, the, the issue is that a lot of people in the modding community have, especially with, with Nightwolf, apart from obviously what we've discussed with um, pushing people to pay more and, and stuff like that, and... And, and also the situation um, with um, the free helicopter mod that's out now. There's that situation as well. Is the fact that he's selling mods using BI tools, not providing sources, mm. and putting in yeah. backdoors and stuff like that, which is obviously it's very frowned upon in, in the modding community. I know when before I know when I started modding about a couple of years ago. Um. From what I can remember, modding in Daisy was quite unfriendly, to say the least. It was like everybody was out for themselves. But now it's, um, nowadays it's a lot more open, a lot more people, a lot more friendly with trying to help each other and sharing code and stuff like that. 
but with Nightwolf, he's very much, and don't get us wrong, I, I respect the guy for his talent. Um, nothing wrong there at all. You know, obviously respect where respect is due. But it again, it is his practices that is a major downfall to his reputation. And um, and don't get us wrong, any modder should be getting money for what they do. Nothing wrong with that. It's just how you go about it and the legality of that as well. Because you can't, to me at least, you can't, how would I say it? You can't have a go at other people for misusing your mod when you're misusing the tools yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing Which as well. Which is fair. Yeah, well, that, that's the other thing as well, too. You're talking about the, uh, the using Bohemia tools. You have to have a license for that. And, I mean, if he's yeah. breaking that, then, well, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't haven't, got, again, gone, gone into that sort of thing. No, no, well, that's but, understandable. But, yeah, you, you, you're exactly right. I mean, if you're using Bohemia um tools and you need a license and to monetize that i think yeah that's probably the thing but you know again um mm-hmm. you know he you know, hats off to him he, he's he's a, he's, a, he's a talented guy really talented guy into what he's done but yeah obviously yeah, you know there's there's, there's there's a backstory to that but I mean, um there's there's a reason why a lot of players that use these mods like his his helicopter mod and servers that oh. have bought it there's a reason why people like it um, they're, they're not terrible mods by any means, and you know if I remember rightly, his helicopter mod was the first proper one that was on the workshop. And you know then there was expansion mm-hmm. uh, helicopters and whatnot. And the expansion helicopters they're a lot more, uh, I wouldn't say clunkier, but a lot more rougher to use. They're a lot more, uh, they got a lot more weight to it. Whereas Nightwolf's helicopters, for example, they are quite. They're not, they don't have as much weight to them, so they're easier to use and easier to understand, which is completely fair for the end user. Mm. Um, I just wish that when, um, when people were creating these kind of revolutionary mods, money wasn't the first thing that came to mind. If there was another way they could make money that is a, that doesn't go against any misuse of tools and legality of anything like that, I'm, I'll be like, mate, fucking go for it. Well, but like is, I said, you know, respect where respect is due. You know, yeah. he's good at what he does. I just wish he'd done it a different way. Well, I mean, this is the other thing as well. It would be great for Bohemia to actually, like I said, if they could do what they'd done for Armour and said, you know, escape. Mm. Because, I mean, this here, but again, I don't. we don't know what Bohemia's, you know, yeah. uh, pipeline is or what they want to do with things or where they are or like that. So, I mean, well, that's that, it, yeah. you know, I mean, be, I think it'd be great because I think, but but again, going back to what I said before, was that mm-hmm. there's everybody there's this one guy that does everything. You know, it's not a team that's working on it, and, there's, and you can't really change it up too much because Daisy yeah. is Daisy. It's got its own feel about it. You know, you can only change mm-hmm. up certain elements of it like that. There, but you know, it's, it makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, I, like like I said, I don't know the backstory of it, and like I said, I've I've, I've seen. You know, on his Discord, and I've had, had a read of things, and I, some of the yeah. things there, I kind of sit there and go, well, you know what? End of the day, yeah. look, I just wish um, BI had a better model out there um, that, you know, we've talked about it so many times, um, and, you know, the the, the 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 approach they have for Daisy um, and even for Armour is pretty... Uh, bad um i would love to see them have you know a an ambassador program um or something where you know modders once they've proven their um weight um you know bi sets up a store 
and people can upload their mods to that and then you know people um, whatever model they come up with whether a server can just pay a flat fee uh, to purchase that mod to be used on their server so it provides a stream of income casual income you know for uh, people because at the moment it's pretty much limited to people doing something along the lines of what you did with armor a big massive community dlc but that's years <laughs> and you know the, the the planning that must have gone in behind the scenes to to do that is probably something well and truly above what most casual modders can do. So mm. it'd be great for BI to see BI introduce something that could allow, you know, modders who once they've reached a certain level of expertise and a reputation um, that their mods are, you know, there's no hidden malicious codes and backdoors and all the rest of that sort of stuff <laughs> that they can then be, added to this list and they can start making a few quid on the side. Um, mm. yeah. 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 One thing that'd I'm be interesting too, is if they were to do like an incubator program for the community, because they offer that internally with their own developers. So people are able to bring their ideas in who work at Bohemia and they will support them and allow them to work on their game projects. I, I know, um, one of the games that got published through Bohemia is called like Wildlands or something. Yep. Was actually yeah. produced through their um, incubator project. Unfortunately, for the most part, it's limited to Bohemia employees. One thing I'd like to see is if they made something like this for the community for Arma or for DayZ, because having an incubator program like that could provide them the resources and the support to be able to do better, you know, or create new things that may not have been possible without that support. Could be something. I mean, I know when. <laughs> the new armor title or armor reforge or whatever it's going to be fucking called comes out. Um, they're going to be showcasing a lot more with infusion and they've also touted that they're going to have their own like kind of platform with infusion, um, to help. You know, I think it's to do as well with consoles. And I think they were trying to puff, like give a platform for people who mod and create content to have somewhere where they can, um, to have their stuff for people to download, which would be really interesting stuff for, for the console folks. But, I would imagine they would try and do something like that on their own platform. Therefore, uh, they can get around with stuff with like Steam and stuff, you know, how they do things there and have something dedicated where Bohemia have a full control and full reins of how finances go, how donations and all paid content goes and stuff like that. I think that would be a really, really good platform for them to go forward with that. Because right now, to do it through Steam, it's a fucking pain in the yeah. ass. <laughs> Got a yeah, question for, for sure. you, uh, Sergeant yeah. Savage. What's huh? um, DayZ modding like compared to armor modding? Well, again, I think the thing that stands out the most is that the um, is how I won't say segregated, but how separate the the the, the community is compared to that. And again, going back to what I was saying before, is that Daisy, it's its own game. I mean, what what are you going to be able to change up? What are you going to be able to mod? You can mod certain elements of it, but you can't change like what we done with it with a with a, a um title conversion. You yeah, know, well, I saw it before. <laughs> uh, I think it was Mel said it um, that. Yeah, the, the, the Prairie Fire desert, really deserved to be called an expansion as opposed to just a community DLC. Because um, you guys <laughs> yeah, would have had to create the whole pile of new assets and all the rest of it, something we've not really seen people do with DayZ too much. You know, mm. about the only one I can really think of off the top of my head um, is Banov um, and some of the houses in that. Well, yeah, well, again, with Banov as well, too, that was a third-party developer that actually made like made those houses and usually ported them like that to, to make it look like, you know, 
this make it look like uh, uh, Europe. I mean, Panama's a you know big map. Um, you know, it's just a huge map. We we played on it for a while, but um, yeah, um, we just you know, felt that that Cherno was was much more stable because there was a lot of lot of changes over there every day. And me personally um, didn't like the fact that it was going to alien territory like that. There, it was kind of getting yes, away. Yes, I, I saw your um, I saw your comment in the in the ban of Discord. Yeah. I saw about that. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a look. <laughs> honestly, it's, it's, he's, it's he's a, a great. Yeah, he he is an amazing talent guy. I mean, the way he set it up and that day, he's a extremely good map maker. Just you know, getting the feeling, and we listen to the players that are on. On our mm. server, you know, oh, this is getting ridiculous, and oh, I was changing all the time. And you know, you got to, you know, it's all I've, I've just built a base, and now it's all, you know, it's all enclosed. I'm, I'm inside another building like that. There, you need stability like that there, especially for, mm. for the long haul. Because I mean, you know, we, we are a long term server, you know, we even do do seasons as well, too. You know, I'll do mm. you know, spring, summer, autumn, and winter, and I'll change, you know, with, with, the, with the add ons that are out there on the, the, map, the mods that are out there, we'll change that. Transition or couldn't really do that there, unfortunately, only from winter to there. But, yeah. Another question I have for you is something I've seen people time and time again ask for is mm-hmm. a jungle map for Daisy. Now, you made a jungle map for Armour. Um, based on your experience, how hard would it be to create a jungle map with custom jungle assets mm-hmm. um, for Daisy, or is that just something that's not possible? It's possible. Extremely a lot of work. I mean, going back to what we see is in 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 uh, Yunsung and the DLC to a point as well too. That there was assets that came from the um, Apex mod that that, that Bohemia actually um, released. Um, Apex and it was it was based on the Fijian Islands. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. used a lot lot of content from that particular pack in the mod. Um, to create the jungle, and when we add add a little bit more to it, so yeah, to 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 go through and actually do that, it's yeah, that that's probably just the assets alone, at least a year or two works just to do that. And I mean, honestly, how what would what would be your uh, what would be your, your theme to that? You know, you have a jungle map. What what you know? This is the other thing as well too is that. There's geometries on on the trees. There's 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 uh, uh, walking waypoints okay. and stuff. Well, one of the uh, the first things I'll give you about what I like the idea of a jungle map is being an Australian, um, having been a soldier based in North Queensland, which is a tropical area of Australia. Is one of the things I love about Namolsk is the um, the freezing as- aspect that the game gives you. Whereas mm. if you created a good jungle map, like a Vietnam or something like that, the, it would be the exact opposite of it. Hydration would be your enemy, um, mm. staying hydrated. Because for those who've ever lived in a, in a true tropical environment, my God, you sweat like you did not know it was possible to sweat. <laughs> I still remember back in 1991 when I first arrived in Townsville and it was the middle of their winter and I'd just come from Singleton in New South Wales, which was... Yeah, it's my hometown. I was born there. <laughs> okay, so one of those areas where in the middle of winter you step outside, the grass crunches under your feet because it's frozen. 
and I got off the plane and walked onto the tarmac in Townsville, and I was like, this is winter? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and luckily I arrived there in winter because I was able to semi-acclimatise, but I still was absolutely stunned that there was a place on this planet where even when you were in the shade with a breeze, you still could not stop sweating because the humidity gets up into the high 90s where it's not actually raining, but there is just that much humidity that you just cannot stop sweating. I have never drunk so much in my life, both alcohol and water. Um, but And I just, I love the idea. This is the nerd in me coming out, the, you know, the uh, boy who likes the cock and ball torture of fucking Daisy. Um, but... Um, I love the idea of a jungle map where, you know, um, uh, again, you know, another aspect of it, you get a little bit of it in Livonia with that thicker sort of undergrowth that Livonia has. Um, you know, a jungle map where encounters are at close range. You know, you're going to hear the person and then, you know, Melkart's got a bit of it with the um, the tall grass and that. Um, and mm. then just this this constant sweating, and if that's a mechanic that can be put into the game, I, I would just I would wet myself if someone released a a, a jungle map like that. Yeah. So the one big issue that comes up to me too, I think of jungle maps and how dense the um, foliage and stuff would be, is the performance and how that would affect players on different levels um, of PCs. Even when um, Asikur first came out and it's like first revision. So many people were having issues with frames, and it was it got fixed, but it was it was pretty rough at first. You know, some people when they went into like the main areas, they couldn't they couldn't run that. It was like a um, it was like a projector, you know. So to make something as detailed as like a fort or like a jungle, and having that kind of environment, you need to do a lot in regards to the environment design to be able to really execute it properly. Because anyone could do a jungle, but it's just. Mm-hmm. There's different. There's, it may it may not go across as that. You know, it could feel more as a forest. But you need you really need to work with those assets to be able to expand the atmosphere enough where you feel like you're in that deep jungle. You're in the mm-hmm. you're in the bush. You know, it's that kind of stuff. And how much that would affect people. You know, because not everyone has like amazing computers that could run beautiful maps like that in that sense. So yeah. That that said as well too, Asica. I've, I've had a quick run on it as well too. So a lot of the issue is is there's too many objects clumped close together. So you, your cards forever trying to render all these individual objects and different textures and stuff like that. Whereas if you're making a jungle map like like we done, um, you can use the same assets over and over again. Now the ground clutter is usually two two dimensional, so it doesn't take mm-hmm. up that much. And it's it's spooled out to about probably I don't know 150 meters, so that's not yeah it's quite it's quite low yeah yeah it gives that that effect but I mean if you you're standing on a hill and you you can see a guy running across you know he's got no nothing around him you know but he, he thinks he's in you know he's he's in cover but he's not but again the same thing applies if there's too many objects like buses or any 3D objects that are you know, buses and you know other bits and pieces and houses and stuff like that um that you know too close and clumped together, it can slow performance down because it's just it's just a massive pothole where you know it's sort of, you, your cards and machines running overtime to try and render all yeah. that in one area. <laughs> Whereas if you made a forested area, um, again using the same assets over and over and over and over, over again, you couldn't make it as thick as you wanted to as you always want to, but you have to try. There's always a trade-off. But you're right. 
I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible. But, you know, is Daisy really, the community really willing to do that? I mean, I've just seen the departure of, of, of Ragged. And, you know, he's he's left the community because he, he's been fed up because people have been, you know, hanging, hanging shit on him and saying that, you know, mm. you know, this and that there. And I don't know what, what's behind it. I personally don't, don't think that he should have done what he's done. He's ripped off all, all his mods all off the off the workshop. Off the workshop and then and just, then, left, and just left. Yeah, it's just like for a server. I know he's pissed off and that there, but it just sounds to me like the case of, you know, the, oh, you know, screw you guys, I'm taking my toys and I'm going home. I, I don't you know, you know, I I really liked uh uh Reagan. I I've got a lot of respect for him, but to, to when he done that I was kinda of like, is this as how it is here in Daisy? Is this I mean, you get a little bit of criticism. And we used to get it all the time back in the Unsung days, but you know what? You, you, you mm. wade through it. You 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 kind of push away the, the negative comments, and you look at the ones that actually do matter, and that's the one that keeps you driving forward. Yeah, yeah. I think with that situation as well, um, what contributed to it as well is mods that would purposely break um, parts of vanilla, so it would um, sort of prioritize their mods. And servers were running both his vehicle mods and this other mod. I won't say specifics uh, to give. I don't want to give that particular mod more publicity. Um, and people would complain to him a lot, and they would they would be extremely, absolutely horrible with what they were saying to him um, in regards to you know his character, who he is as a person, and his mod. And it would go on, and, and it was so much, and so on, and so on, and. At the end of the day, when you're creating content for free, for the goodness of your heart, and you want to progress the community, there's only so much that any reasonable person can take. And yeah, you can argue that it's the internet. It's one of those things that you just put up with. Well, but people don't, don't want to don't spend their free time. What else is going on in a person's um, personal life as well? Exactly. It could have just been the straw that broke the camel's back. I agree. It was, well, it was it. shitty to lose him um, and some of his amazing mods, but... At the end of the day, again, this is you know it ties back to what we were talking about. Um, if this were, if there was a more professional system where they were uploaded and you know there was like a you were entering into a legal agreement with BI, then you know mm -hmm. we wouldn't see things like this happening. You know, it's it's a win 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 in every way that I think of. You know, in that there's a financial incentive for modders to continue to support um, and update their mods, um, and yeah, just. It's sad. It's really, yeah, it's, really sad. It's similar to what um, it's similar to what Minecraft adopted recently with their Minecoin system. Because what they're doing now is they actually have a shop built into the game, where content creators can or not well, like developers and modders can um, partner with Minecraft, and if they're making maps or texture packs or resource packs, they can have their work put up on the Minecraft store. And Minecraft has like a, their own currencies for it, so they you have to buy Minecoins, then. For every purchase, the creator gets a certain cut of that mine coin that they can then put into, they can then convert back to real money. So, I'm not saying that Bohemia should definitely should exactly work off of how they're doing it. It's an interesting idea to see a game take that approach because it's one of the only games that not only does that on PC, but it also has that on Xbox as well and PlayStation. So, it's got mm -hmm. that cross platform ability where they can upload their mods have it accessible to every console and every platform so it'd be interesting to see Bohemia adopt something similar to that but I don't think adding something like a currency BI is still be a good fairly idea. Um, new to the console 
side of things as well, aren't they? Daisy and yeah. Vigor are their only console products that I'm aware of. And what, sorry? Yeah. No, no that's it. It's that's just, it. Yeah. So it's just them may, Maybe it's I stuff they are looking at. You know, none of us are uh, BI employees, so maybe that's something yeah, they are looking at down the line. Would definitely be interesting to see that because that would fix a lot of the issues that a lot, a lot of people are having, you know, and especially for the console community. Something that could add a bunch of could fill the empty hole that they're having too. But one thing I've spoken to you guys about before too is the legality of it. You know, there's a lot of legality that goes into modding for console, and there's a lot of licensing that has to be done between developer bohemia and these companies like uh, sony and um, microsoft because they've got very strict uh, policies and guidelines when it comes to what can be published and what they can do mm. because xbox and our microsoft and sony don't want to get screwed over you know so they have to be very strict because if something is on there they're held liable as well it's not just bohemia but Microsoft and Sony are also held liable for whatever it is, you know. So if someone infringes on like licensing, or there's like um, there, there's plagiarism or like copyrighted content, you know, they're also taking the hit as well. So to make to make yeah. sure that it's, they would have to really work with that, and they would have to work with these companies to make sure they'd be able to get something good, because they can't just come out one day and be like, okay, we're adding mine to console now because. Not only could they risk having their games pulled off the stores, but they could also have legal action put against them from these game companies, you know, and from these studios. So it's it's something that it's it's going to be hard to do. But if they were to play their cards right, it's definitely possible. I say yeah. possible with a pain, like with you know, you got to take that with a grain of salt because it's not. It's, it's hard to do. It's uh, like saying it's possible doesn't mean it's easy. There's there would be a long road to do and like a long road to go down. And it's not just a simple I'm modding now, you know. <laughs> well, that's it would probably take months and years of work to try and get something that even works properly in that sense, you know. I mean, cross cross platform development as well too. It's it's, it's very very difficult, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, with a ba PC based game, I mean, you got to really write completely different codes and stuff like that to make this work it's not just a matter of porting it over and then here you go there it is that there's a lot more involved into it too so yeah exactly you know and a lot of people don't realize that and a lot of them think it's just as simple as going on black plate carriers so i'm gonna i want to put them on the console you know <laughs> there's it's not as nah, it's, it's not as easy as just getting those you know you have to there's so much that has to be done with like the modeling and the assets and stuff and a lot of the assets that are used on mods on pc have third-party assets that are sourced from like games or studios and sometimes they wouldn't be able to publish those on console because it's a it's a breach of license you know mm. yeah no, i mean that, that that's a that's a thing there's, there's a lot of legal uh things you gotta oh sorry uh hurdles you have to jump over but i mean i guess yeah i i'm i've never played console i mean the last console i had was was a, was a playstation one um <laughs> yeah playstation one so yeah and i've always been pc so like i said i i didn't only up until just recently seeing how far behind that the consoles are you know i mean it, and we've had a lot of a lot of players actually jump over from console and they're like what the hell this is amazing it's, like, it's, 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 it's terrible you know and they're like i didn't know you could do that i just oh my god and they're just like the kid again so they run around there doing this doing that yeah. can you do this with dogs yeah. they see dogs if you got dogs like, yeah, mate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually feel this 
yeah, you can actually do that, and and, and it's great, you know, because it's opening their eyes. Yeah. But but what's it doing? I mean, you know, Daisy is an old game now. It's an old yeah. game, but it's still got plenty yeah. of fire in it. It's, it's, it's the thing. The thing too is, it's a gift and a curse in that sense because it brings so many people over the PC from console. Yeah. But um, a lot of uh, what I always say in the past is, a lot of the people that are very passionate about the game on console and love it, and they want to do more for the community, they don't stick around too long. They move over to PC. Mm-hmm. No, so there's not a lot of people on console that are trying to do more and bring out the fire in console and trying to do more for the community because most of these people either just stop playing the game or they want to bring their work to PC because they know they have more support there. They have a bigger community there and ultimately they'd get a lot farther with what they're doing, you know? So well, sad in that sense. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, sorry. Oh, okay. It's all good. Or having right. one of these again. <laughs> <laughs> I just want no, I just want to reiterate what Lad was saying. You know, what was saying the lad earlier when you, when you went off and made your coffee there, 40. Um, that you know, Daisy comes in waves as well too. You know, yes. it's it's it always seems to it's gravity. Or, or you know, you eventually swirl around. You always come back to it. There's a lot of players I know that leave for a year and they come back and they're just kind of like, wow, you know, this is this is insane how it's changed. But like again, this is uh, with with all services, especially in Australia, there's, there's a lot of waves. You know, it, you know, all of a sudden you're sharing, Sorry, sorry, body, you're sharing your PayPal on stream. <laughs> Thank you. Sort of <laughs> I don't have a Sorry, continue. It's all right. No, <laughs> he's got your back, brother. See, that's good. But um, but yeah. But getting back to it, it's like saying you know, it's it's way it's waves of of you know of of interest. And I mean, you know, when we get you know you get those streamers that come through, all of a sudden there's a massive influx of of people, and it's like, wow, you know, what's going on here? And it's like, oh, everyone, you know, Daisy's new again, you know. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is like when um, Frankie was used to play the mod, and how that just brought so many, so much attention to the mod. And when he was doing videos, everyone wanted to see it. Everyone was waiting for the new Frankie video to come out. You know, Mm. everyone wanted to see what he was doing, what the new mission was, what the new cinematic piece was that he was working on, because he was one of those bigger people back in the day. And because of that, that really brought up the numbers for the mod, and that brought attention to it, and that is one of the things that led to it becoming a standalone because they actually got that big community that hopped on it because a lot of people before that didn't know what Daisy was. They didn't know what the mod was. So to have those early pioneers make content for it and try and get the community together is one of the big things that caused standalone to happen because if it wasn't for the community support and the outreach from the community and the absolute outpour of people that just wanted it to happen, it would probably be a mod to this day, you know? It probably would have never come out of and become a standalone game. But it's the fact that there were so many people out there that were so passionate and had such a desire to see it become something. Bohemia saw that, and they saw what the community wanted, and they looked at that, and they said, we can work with this. This is something we can work with and make more out of, you know? And it's it's a big thing in that sense. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. It's, it's, it's just... It's one of those things. It makes you think too, eh? Where where we'd all be right now if it was still a mod? You know, if it didn't become standalone, if Bohemia didn't take the rights out of it, it makes you wonder what direction Daisy would have t- taken and where pe- like the modding community would be right now. You know, Armor Three mod. There would have been an Armor Three mod, and would all well, be there is an Armor Three mod. There is an Armor Three. Yeah, mod, no yeah. shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it makes you shit. think in that sense, it's you know. Okay, but 
it's 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 an okay mod, but yeah, I mean, it 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 is hard to <coughs> it's hard to see because you know you say that, but it's like Daisy standalone's made a profound effect on the on the video game industry as itself, mm. spawning so many different. Well, Daisy essentially spawned a bloody genre, you know, with battle royale. Well, not DZ, but the battle... Yeah, oh, shut up, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, H1Z1, which earlier on was one of the bigger competitors for DZ, was branching out and doing stuff like that, and they were making the um, battle royales and stuff. And yeah. I think ultimately that's what caused their demise, because they spread themselves too thin. They were trying to do a lot more than just focusing on the base game for H1Z1. Yeah. And... I think that's really why their server shut down and they died, like that game died because yeah. EZ, on the other hand, was focusing specifically on that. They weren't making battle royales. They weren't making game modes or anything. They were just concentrating on the base game on its own, you know? And that's what's kept it going, and that's what's made it better than a lot of zombie games or even just the survival games in general because a lot of these games are trying to put way too much on their plate and when they actually go through and start working on all of it, they don't have the money or the resources or even the team to make it to, to fall through with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it has to be determination. It has to be a plan as well, too. And you, and you, you, you always start off with a core first. And you stick, yeah. to, you stick to that. Because, I mean, you get this thing, what we, we affectionately call feature creep. I mean, a lot of, yeah. lot of the time, you know, they get in there and, and you think, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want that. But you have no idea or plan structure to get to there. Um, yeah, and it's the same thing with servers too. Like, mm -hmm. and just at a small level of servers, there's so many people out there who make servers thinking, "Oh yeah, this will be easy. I want to make this, this, and that." Then, no one either no one plays or they get players, but they don't know how to manage them. They don't know what they they don't have an image for their server. They don't know what it wants to become. And ultimately, a lot of these servers die out because they just they can't get the funding for it or the support to keep it going. You know? mm -hmm. Exactly right. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's again, it all comes back to planning and. And, and having your own theme, and, and again, you know, with FTG as well too, it's the same same thing is that to break the, the mould, give something different than everybody else has got original ideas and stuff like that, to try and encourage the community to say, hey, you know, have a look at this, this is something different, it's not just run-of-the-mill. And, yeah, again, you know, you've got you know, 1SK and stuff like that, and then now I think it's rearmed or something just came in, and they're, they're from mm -hmm. over in the US, and they're... they're crashing through the numbers right now but obviously there's mm -hmm. a there's a i won't say market but there's there's, there's an interest in that because it's, it's full all the time but um but yeah like it's daisy's got a lot of potential I, I look at the engine and i see what can be done and 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 looking looking very you know promising but i'm, I'm what i'm really looking forward to is the uh the new vehicle uh, physics yeah. that the coming you know yeah. oh <laughs> man yes and I thought that was going to be a 117, and obviously it's not. Um, but from what I can see on the on the on the feed and stuff like that, there it looks like it's just another mediocre one. And I'm kind of a bit bummed out about it because I was really looking forward to that. But you know, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, if when if and when that comes, I mean, that's fantastic because I think that's mm -hmm. really going to make it a lot better. But I've noticed that only incremental steps, um, apart from it was what was it, my mind? Where they introduced the, the gas zones, yeah, I think so. 114, yeah, 114, yeah. And it was, it was, it was a trend like that was like a big one. And I, I still sit there going, 
what were they thinking? You know, why this? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense on why this would, why they'd do this. But then it's become some. Everyone's got used to it now. And it's kind of like, okay, well, this is how it is. It's gas zones. But again, uh, well, believe it or not, even gas zones were actually discussed going as far back as 2015 and 2016. Yep. Do you take a look back at the old um, uh, internal Trello for the dev team? You can take a look. You can see into a lot of the stuff they were working on. And unfortunately, when that team started to shrink, they weren't able to do a lot of the ideas they had. And they lost the chance to make a lot of that stuff. The like original, even, original focus was going to be Tizzy as a toxic zone. And they, mm. like even the concept art for that came out recently. And they had like the helicopter in the background, and they had like the mass graves around it, and it's. Interesting to see yeah, that kind of stuff because it makes you think what could have been like what what if all this stuff came in back yeah. and they had the team back in the day where would it be now where would Daisy be now if they followed through with you know would it would it be good would it be bad now it's an interesting I thing th to think about in that sense I think this I mean I can understand where people might come from in terms of like the addition of toxic zones where it's like well, okay well what's the point. And I think it's very important for a game to include an actual not only game video game reason, but in terms of DayZ, a game which has notoriously had very little story assigned to it uh, officially. You know, with the past year, with what Scotty's been doing, the current um, community manager, he's been doing absolutely fantastic and, you know, Starting the story of Hannah. No, actually, I, I, I want to quickly on that point. That. I want to quickly on that point. The community <laughs> spotlight talked about modders. I was so yes. fucking happy. It was like, thank you. I know we have been fucking riding his heart about this, but they made my day when I saw modding included in the community spotlight. It was. It was. Yeah, it was, was also a bonus that it was dump grab, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I was talking to Dumpera last night about that too, and um, the big thing is, he was like one of the very first people that have regarded into, like it was spoken about in the um, highlight about modding, because usually it's always focused on the maps, you know, it's focused on like, that kind of aspect of modding, but it's never really the actual other stuff, and Graz, yeah. he was one of the first people that actually have that recognized, you know, and it's really cool to see that, because it's, it's going to pave the, for the future of what be done and you know that could open up new ventures for like the boot camps like a daisy boot camp you know stuff like that and it shows that they're trying to really focus in on and do support the community and support the modern community more you know mm -hmm. and well that's it and it, it was a good community spotlight but i, I want to get back to that um in a short while i want to go back to um what we're discussing just before with um with the introduction of toxic zones, it's I, I thought it was an absolutely fantastic idea. It it really refreshed um the game for a lot of people. It reinvigorated numbers, sales, everything like that. Um and it was absolutely brilliant. And with the latest update, it's an it's a minor update, but it's a brilliant one as well, because not only we're seeing old content come back finally. Might not be my red nine, but it's a P1 pistol, so that's you know same <laughs> same same era. So I'll take it. Um, but it also introduced, you know, with what's um, one one of one of the people in our team, Dante Jesus, is capable of. Um, also introducing more law items, 
in setting up more further foundations for the future of the game because you you may be aware but for people who watch the podcast and not the way that the roadmap is going to be split up is four minor updates and one major one and the first update of the year is always typically the foundation updates like setting up the mm. the 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 stands for the rest of the updates for the year and you know, a lot of people that want, you know, balls, crossbows, all that kind of shit. Fixed cars is the is the most notable comment that you see. Um, and I'm still waiting for the infusion vehicles. I'm really excited for that. I'm, I am a bit disappointed that we've got 117 first before that. So I can only imagine they would decide to say, right, 117 is out Here's the infusion vehicle test. We're going to be running this until 118 experimental. Have fun. Well, you got, you got to think of it this way, too. I'd much rather, if they're sitting on all this new content, I'd much rather have them release it than hold on to it and wait for yeah. the vehicles. Because I'm much happier that they did this because they, they at least gave us something. If they were to hold off until the vehicles came out, we wouldn't, be, we wouldn't have anything right now. You know, There'd be nothing to fill the void. But at least... Give me, they're, they're giving us a, little, a few little crackers, you know. They're throwing us some some brownies that would at least give us the energy to keep going. Mm-hmm. And I'm ha- I'm happy in a sense that they didn't do that because it gives them more time to work on it. Because if they were rushed to release the vehicle physics, or not even fully released, but put into beta one dot seventeen, may not have had a chance to do a lot of the stuff they were working on or be able to fully get the functionality working on the um, hybrid engine. You know? mm. So it's just it's a matter of like the whole quantity versus quality sort of thing, you know? Well that's because I'd that's, much that's I'd, 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 I'd much rather wait longer to get the vehicles if I know I have the promise of the end return of them being better, you know? If it mm. if it means a week, if it means a month, I would much rather take that time to know that in the end it'll come out much better. The other thing as well. Sorry, lad, you get me. No, that was that was literally all I wanted to say. I'm <laughs> <laughs> doing this a lot to these today. I don't know. You want to have me back here again? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. And that, that, that I think uh, yeah, people have to realise as well too is that you know when this is when it's out the gate as well too, it's probably not going to work as as good as everybody thinks it's going to. There's going to be hot fixes and mm. fixes up after. Oh, I don't yeah. believe um, they'd have a. a I mean, they do a lot of their beta testing and stuff like that on on experimental. But, you know, I think it's going to change a lot of things. I mean, this is the other thing as well, too. How is this going to affect the modders out there that have made these vehicles and stuff like that? They're going to have to rewrite a lot of stuff as well, too. It's going to break a lot more than, you know, than people think. Um, Not a lot of people have thought about that yet. You know, what's the effect, the lasting effect going to be, you know? Well, exactly. aren't, well, aren't the uh, helicopters based on vehicles as well, aren't they? Well, funnily enough, I, I found that, that experimental actually has better flight physics than the actual main. Um, that being said, um, there's a lot of things you can do on experimental that you can't do on main. I don't know if they're going to drag that across. I don't. Mm. Who knows? But, yeah, you know, once, once you change the core of something, every, that's why everything breaks, you know. And, I mean, you, yeah. you there's, it's going to get to a point where they can only clear out so much of the old stuff where they're going to it's going to come to that point where they are clearing like you, you can build a new house on an old foundation mm. eventually that foundation is going to degrade over time and it's going to collapse and regardless of how beautiful your mansion is going to look it's 
still going to get fucked up either way. You know, it's still going to come crumbling down. We have talked modding and all the rest of it for a long, long time. Two hours we've been going on the uh, the guest, which is, I think, a uh, a record for us. We've got some other things we do need to talk about, guys. So we need to move the um, chat along. So we've got the community spotlight um, that came yes. out, um, and I was so blown away when I saw it. You know, the fact that. Um, yeah, they talk about Deer Isle. Um, they shared the Deer Isle trailer. John McLean has done an amazing job. Just you know, the, the level of detail he's put into the, uh, that map. Um, I, it's not officially released just yet. Um, he hasn't given an exact date that I'm aware of yet. The the most he said was um, spring. Um, so I, I'm excited for when that comes around because um, I believe Daisy Down Under is looking at it and I've deliberately avoided it because I wanted to wait for a good server here in Australia that I could play it on. Um, but, yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. Um, <clears throat> then we've got the, uh, a track. I won't play it. Um, it's all in the community spotlight. Um, but mm-hmm. here's the one that excited me. When I saw this, I, I was yes. like, oh, yes, Dumpgrass Fortification <laughs> mod. About fucking time, too. I I would be like, blown away if they actually reached out to him and added this into the vanilla version of the game um, somehow um, because he's put so much work into it, hasn't he, lad? I mean, to, he absolutely has. There's been so much time, so much effort that's gone into it, and, you know, he's took some really, really good um, advice from people, very good, um, you know, criticism, and he's been doing an absolutely brilliant job with it. And it's about time that he has actually got full proper recognition mm-hmm. for what he's done. And, mm. you know, for for, the, for a lot of base building mods, his is, I'd like to say, it's the most consistent. And, you know, everything is done with, obviously, the player in mind. But he's also one for authenticity and yep. realism. Um, you know, on, on his textures, for example, if you see a plank of wood or like one of his parts that, that on the texture, it's got 20 nails in it. You're damn right. That's actually going to cost 20 nails, for example. And it's that level of detail, which a lot of mods, well, some mods, are, I would, I would say don't quite get right. So for them to actually say in showcase building fortifications absolutely brilliant and it's recently apparently they did showcase a mod previously but it turned out some of the assets were stolen or something yeah Um, Yeah, the assets some assets were um were ripped so they weren't vetted um which was obviously a mistake on on the um the media department and you know obviously they're gonna they've they've took time to to assess it and they've got more involved with the community, which is great, which is something they should have done from the start, I feel, mm. and actually take a look to see of what people have been doing. And I'm hoping that they do this more and more. Yeah. And I, like I was just about to say before, the mod has got 76,000 subscribers and he's a one man band for this particular mod. And it's, it's years of, of learning in preparation, a lot of a lot of um, you know, how how would I say it? a lot of failure as well. Mm-hmm. But he's finally oh, got tra- it. Trial and error. I'm proud of him. Trial yeah, error. that's yep, a trial that's and error. Yeah, and, he's, and one he's thing, done it and, and I'm happy. 
Yeah, and in in the short time that I've known him, he's the one thing I've always noticed is he's he's passion driven. He pours his heart into every single project he works on, no matter good or bad, rain or shine. He's always trying to put a hundred and ten percent into everything. That's just one of the amazing qualities about him, you know. Yeah. And it's very draining, but the fact that just every day he wakes up and he's just he's ready to do it, you know, it's yeah. it's amazing he's to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a big inspiration for a lot of people out there who want to get into modding because he's like like a ray of sunshine for a lot of those people, you know? Yeah. I did have to laugh um, at the screenshot Jedi Masters at work. Um, yeah, we, we had that one where um, we talked about it a few months back where people got upset that the um, screenshot competition that Daisy did was won by all the pros at it. Um, and then they do <laughs> screenshots again and it's two of the pros. Um, they, did, they didn't do <laughs> Dance of Jesus because I don't think they can do it anymore because now that he's an employee. No. But yeah, Wellerton and uh, Mike Doherty um, creating screenshots in Daisy Editor. Great little video, that one. You need to go watch that one, folks. Um, but um, it was awesome to see Wobo getting um, a shout out again. Yeah. He's just, um, he, he's awesome. Um, Freshborns as well. Yeah, this has been, this, you, you were talking before. Um, uh, savage about the you know, Daisy um, you know, has its ebbs and its flows. One of the things I've loved is just the constant influx of new blood that uh, on the content creator side of things, which is which mm. is exposing new people. You know, we, we talked about Zesty Polvo quite a bit. You've got Freshborns. Um, there's just all of these people coming up uh, now who are just killing it and growing and growing and growing. Now, I saw JLK posted. He said 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Nazar has got, you know, videos with 1 million views. Uh, Fubar Bundy, I know he's not fresh blood, but um, he's um, uh, sniping people um, uh, over at over one mile or one kilometre video has got 2 million views on it now. You know, d despite what people have said, it's such, so far from a dead game. There's just... So much happening. One hundred percent. I mean, it, again, it comes back to you know how the how the game is based as well too, because it's so, so open. You can do a lot with it. You can do anything once you get in the game. I think that appeals to a lot of players. You're not forced down a corridor. You have to do this, 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 or that. You know, you can do whatever you want. You can you can be like that. You can, you can put on this alter ego as well too, and become a band and all this that there. But yeah. that's, and people love that that freedom. You know, and I guess that's what you know, what we were talking about before. You know, it's just to change the dynamic. This is what how you want to play it, and that's what appeals to people. You know, have like minded people going. You know, people saying, oh, "I don't like that," you know, "I want to do this," and that's fine. You know, there's no there's no criticism. But yeah, I, I mean, Daisy's definitely not not going to die. Um, and I, you know, it's it's got a, it's got a lot. It's still, like I said, 2013 it came out, isn't it? Yeah, same year as Armour, but Armour's going to be tired. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's still it's running. But Daisy's still, yeah, like you say, pumping. But I think a lot of people get sorry. No I was just going to say, and the smart choice that um, Daisy did too is they left the story in the hands of the viewer, so they're not not shoehorned in a sense into any sort of demographic or type. You know, they get to each player in their own gets to think up what they, what it is, what the outbreak is, what the zombies are. So it's infinite possibilities in regards to replayability in that sense because it's left at the discretion of the players, you know? There's no real lore, and you could see that you could see that negatively, but it's good in the sense that 
it leaves that up to the community to do that for themselves. Mm -hmm. We've said it time and time again on this show that if you're bored with DayZ, the problem is you. Um, not the game, because it's a blank slate and you can do whatever you want um, in this game. Be a good guy, be a bad guy, be both, be be neither, be just anything. You can go play on a server and create the latest um, um, how a 9,000-hour veteran fucking, I don't know, bloody robbed an entire server of their virginity or whatever the um, craze video is going to be, but you, you can do anything. <laughs> you can do anything at all. Um, yeah, you've got Jill who just sets up a fishing shack um, and feeds um, weary travellers as they're on their way around. And, you know, you've got Sarah Moore and Uncle Ray Ray who are just crazy bastards who murder everyone. And um, <laughs> the PvP kings, you know, Tope and uh, Minder and all the rest of them and just anything and everything in between. It's just a blank slate. Do whatever the hell you want. And, that's, and that extends to creating a community as well, a server. You can theme your server however you want. Um, you know, like with what you're doing with the full tilt, um, and then you've got other communities like Rearmed, where it's semi almost you know Tarkovy. Um, it's just it's a blank slate. Do what you want with it. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's, it's, it's your story, yep, it's your. Well, that's part of the slogan. It's your story. Um, make of it what that's you it. will. But yeah, um, bit of feedback on one point one seven so far. I, I saw a comment which made me laugh. I can't remember where I saw it. It might have been on a video or but someone said um, uh, they can't understand um, why they don't have throwing animations for spears. Mm. Yeah, and I was like, it's a whole new mechanic. Um, it's, it's frustrating <laughs> for me that we don't have bows and arrows and, you know, that we're able to throw things at people. Um, but someone did make an interesting comment that um, – with the uh, Namolsk mod, I think it was um, Helkiana's um, snowball mod. You can throw mm. snowballs at people, and it does a small amount of shock damage. Yeah. Why has that not been extended to other items in the game? And and if yeah, so, I saw, I saw that thread, yeah. Could that be weighted? You know, if you throw a hammer at someone, could you set that that if you hit them, there's a chance to knock them out? I'm surprised that hasn't been a feature yet. I am genuinely surprised because I know there's some mods out there which also include adding sounds to when an object falls on the ground. Um, Contact when, sounds, when you throw yeah. Something. Yeah, so it's like um, I'm, I'm really surprised that they haven't gone for that extra step and done that, and I, I'm, I, I would absolutely recommend they should. Um, oh. it could probably, if nobody's done it yet, I haven't checked the feedback track in a while, if, the, if, it, if um, a task is made like on the feedback tracker and it gets a lot of um a lot of traction maybe we could see it in one of the future updates i wouldn't imagine it would be then again i'm not much of a scripter so i can't sit here and see it. i wouldn't imagine it'd be too hard because it there's probably a lot more complex reasons why it's not in yet but if there's a push for it then that that would really bridge the gap yeah imagine being um, able to bean someone with a can of beans yeah, <laughs> man, that'll be fucking sick. Instead of just holding it in your hand and punching it, being able to peg them from a distance, knock them out, and you know, it'd be a bit of a bit like the old um, um, sharpened stick, the old pointy stick, bit of an equalizer. You know, sneak up on the geared guy on the coast and chuck a can of beans and hit him in the head and knock him out and steal all his gear and tie him up and ha, <laughs> you got beaned, motherfucker. <laughs> mm. well, that's like the rocks, you know. Yeah, some rocks of people. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly interesting. Um, 
No, I mean, there's probably a lot that goes into that as well too, I couldn't say, mm. but looking from my point of view, there'd be a lot of issues like trying to, you know, the physics of the rocks as well too. Um, they only, they fly in a the trajectory. They don't just fly, you know, uh, free fall in the air. They actually have a, a planned trajectory where you actually throw them, depending on how hold, how long you hold the key down for. So to actually hit someone with it, it has to have, you know, um, other uh, hit points um, on, on mm. the player. Um, I mean, collisions too is a big collisions. Point. Yeah, just, just quickly, guys, just quickly. You've got three minutes left to type exclamation mark raffle in chat to win a Daisy Podcast uh, coffee mug. Um, just felt being generous. We've had a pretty good podcast so far, so it's one of these, the big fifteen ounce one, uh, perfect for your morning coffee. I am on to my third already. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to watch the see, show. See, the thing is with um, with the throwing stuff is that um, objects already collide with the player. If if you hit them, they actually they do move slightly. They don't do an effect, like a prop animation, but they do mm. shuffle. So there yeah. is something already there in place for if an object does hit a player, what happens? So if they really expand on that and they actually go forward. Um, to really um, to flesh that out, we could probably see like if an object collides with a with a player, it'll play like the shock um, animation, does five points of shock damage or something like that with a shock multiplier on how how much it replenishes and stuff like that based on the object, um, you know, based on the weight on the on the mass of the object. You know, if if if, if you get whacked with like a rock or something like that, yeah, it'll. it'll dome you a little bit it'll do whatever but if somebody decides to throw like a, a like a, a full can of like beans at you then yeah that 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 shit's gonna fucking yeah. hurt right especially if it's you right from what level you're throwing out like if you throw it out off the building you know the speed of it falling down because there's gravity that plays into that you know it's you if you toss it on someone that you're staying next to it's not going to be that bad but if you're standing on top of like a building or the um yeah skyscraper novo and you drop that down and hit someone that that would be like an insta kill you know you would <laughs> like if it would be interesting in that sense you can but, you could you could script it you could easily script it in a way that you can take out all the middle part as well too so it's from, from background as well too looking at, at issues and trying to wake workarounds you could actually script it so when that particular object gets close enough to the player it can inflict damage like a zombie hit so mm. you can actually do it that way with and take out all the rest of the stuff that says that you've, you've got this position of this object in space and then it's in close proximity and it's intro status. It can actually, you know, simulate that, that someone's getting hit. It doesn't mm. actually have to. And it, it, would, it would add that gradient to it too, you know, because early you wouldn't always take the same amount of damage from every single point where someone throws something at, you know, they could throw it harder or farther, mm. you know, and you're not always going to get that same... Like when you get hit by the cans, I mean, I personally haven't had any cans of beans thrown at me in my lifetime, so I can't say for sure. But <laughs> oh, I have. I have four daughters. Oh, I was throwing shit at me. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, there's ways you can do it. You can script it in that way, probably you know, a quick way, without having to do the trajectory type of things. But just to have it in close proximity, it could it could detect when a can of beans has been thrown. If yes, the can of beans is is, is in flight. And, and it's in with a certain radius around the person, then it can inflict damage. So there's, there's ways you can script it like that. And I'm sure that likes yeah. of, um, you know, Dimitri and that, that there, I mean, he's, he's a crazy guy with things like that. He's, he's very, very talented. 
could do something very similar like that. So, yeah, I mean, that could be – that is definitely possible. But, you know. Um, One thing I was thinking too um, – by the way, just quickly, the congratulations, is, I send yeah. you won the mug, mate. Click on the link and follow the details, and it'll get sent out to you ASAP. Congratulations. Fucking uh, Yeah, one big know. issue is um, with throwable objects, if they were to go into sharp objects, that would have to be a completely different mechanic because like, if you see in Rust, when someone throws a sharpened stick at someone, and just bounce off them, actually sticks in the player, you know? Mm-hmm. That's it's uh, that's the real thing, you know. If you, if I throw like a knife at someone, it's not just going to bounce off them. I mean, depending on what side of the knife hits them, it's going to like actually stick in them, you know. And they would have to do so much, that, and it would be such a headache. And I'm assuming that's the same reason why bows and arrows haven't been seen in yet, because the arrow wouldn't just hit you like a bullet and be gone. You probably have an arrow sticking through you, but there's a never, lot that goes into that. From memory, even with the um. Uh, Armor 2 mod. I can't recall ever seeing arrows sticking out of players. Mm. Anyone confirm that? No idea. Sergeant Savage, would you remember that? It happens, like I said, uh, a lot of smoke and mirrors and a lot of things like that there. I mean, to shoot an actual projectile, it's it's just a a calculation, really, of where it's hit. And, And again, it takes out all the the center part of it, where where you know the round's going to lean, where it's going to lean, like what you could do, what you possibly could do in that aspect. You say if you've got a bow and arrow, because so we use bows and arrows in, in our server, you could actually shoot an arrow, and and then have it stick in a, in a, in the model. But the issue is it's here is the model itself is Bohemia's model. You'd have to redesign it. Yeah, well, not so much. You can you can attach items to um, a player, e.g., like a backpack or something like that. But it has to have what they call uh, what's it called? So it's still early in the morning, so waking up. Um, I can't remember the name, but but you could you could actually place an object on a. Uh, player like and oh, have an attachment like, slot. Yeah, attachment. Yeah, kind of like that there. But I mean, you 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 could you could scope one it out so you wouldn't you wouldn't see it on on the player. But like you wouldn't see it in the inventory of the player as much. Like it wouldn't take up a slot. But you could mm-hmm. actually you could script it in a way that possibly you, know, you shoot that arrow like that. The arrow goes straight ahead. It hits them in a certain place. They drop down. They die. I really I thought hard about this actually before and thinking you know because. Arrows would be great to just walk up there and just rip them out of them and reuse them again, and, mm. and they slowly degrade over time, you know, yeah. instead of just shooting gone, you know. But it's, it disappears, you know, like where to go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's ways you can do it. I mean, it's all it's all down to scripting. But again, you know. Yeah, but if they were, if Bohemia was to actually add that in fully, it would take a lot of work for them to actually oh, not yeah. just like making like a small workaround. They would have to make a whole new mechanic for it. You know, exactly. it's a lot easier for modders to do it. Bohemia has to make it as a full feature, you know, that exactly. works and it's fully. Adam, and it's fully Adam said that um, way back when um, uh, I had him for an interview or on the show, I'm pretty sure it was Adam, that um, I, I, I recall when we were talking about helicopters um, and he said, you know, they could do them, but the, the helicopters that we've got in-game, um, as great as some of the uh, mods are, for them to bring in helicopters would be a massive undertaking. 
because it's yeah. not something you know they would just work around the existing stuff. They would have to create stuff to yeah. So it's the same rule I imagine applies to you know we're doing the bows again. We had them. They Absolutely. worked. They worked good in the old um, uh, pre-infusion engine. Um, but to bring them back again, it's not as simple as just adding them in and they're good to go. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people don't know too, because Bohemia wasn't just trying to screw over everyone when um, they changed the engine and removed all the items. They were just saying, "We hate you guys. No more RPGs or no more uh, like any of that stuff for you. We're taking that all or any like the old legacy weapons." It's it's a it's it's the matter that it, they broke. You know, they're not going to keep them in the game if they don't work. And ultimately, a lot of the items in the game that were added once they switched from, like, just the uh, Vertility Engine, like the real Vertility Engine, to the Hybrid in, um, in Fusion, it screwed up a lot of the stuff, and it screwed up a lot of the mechanics, mm -hmm. and a lot of the stuff had to be redone. But because so much stuff got screwed over, Bohemia had to look at it and say, and they had to prioritize stuff, like, what, what was most important at that time that needed to be fixed mm -hmm. to make sure... Daisy works, you know. Yeah. It wasn't just items that got screwed up. A lot of the foundation and a lot of the base of Daisy got destroyed, you know. Like not not like that's 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 very that's like an exaggeration of it. But a lot of the stuff got buggy and they didn't work, and the functionality got like the functionality stopped working because of that. So they had to look at it by a case by case thing and think can't do all this now it's not realistic it's not possible and especially considering back then they had a smaller team had mm -hmm. to think we're not going to be able to do all this what are we, what can we do now that that's most important so that's why we didn't see a lot of those items or some of the features that we saw back in the day get added back until recently because they've had to they've had to just cut out like whatever's like the dead weight that like whatever's not important whatever doesn't actually Control Daisy, they couldn't work on it, you know, because guns guns aren't going to be the life or death of Daisy. But the actual base game, some of those mechanics, the key mechanics that make Daisy what it is, have to be worked on to make sure that they work. Because without those, you don't have Daisy. You know, you yeah. don't have the game. Yeah. I'll tell one one seven. I've seen that the the one thing I was a bit bit irked about was that saying now they're putting damage on on pots and pans. You know, so using to a certain state, and they're going to they're going to degrade. You know, cast iron pan or something like that. There should last forever. But I'm kind of lot, you know, how they going to do? It? Why would they do that? Some, yeah. But I guess it's it's also the fact that they're really trying to hone in on the survival arcade aspect in that sense. Mm. A lot of the stuff they're doing is realistic, and they've tried to take a realistic approach to it. But some of the stuff is just really emphasize on survival you know mm. they want you to find more stuff they want you to go l searching for stuff they don't want they don't want everything to or like everything thing to last for you you know mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i think there's other things that they could do i think they like that they're straight away to play i've told one of the players i've read you know 117 is going to have the degrading pots and pans they're just like well yeah yeah you're 100 right there um Lemons too, but you know you need to be able to get the community moving again too, so they're not just you know getting out there find what you need. Yeah, <laughs> and I imagine that um, there's probably going to be something that's released in a patch to address that to fix it. Because I know when they first released the filters, like the new improvised filters, there wasn't a way to actually do anything. 
Then they released mm -hmm. the patch after that, and then you could actually refill the filters, or, or you could repair the filters and stuff like that. And they're probably going to do something similar. I'm not sure what they would use. Like, it seems arbitrary, but using maybe epoxy putty yeah. to repair the pans. It sounds stupid saying that, you know, because realistically, I, I wouldn't want to eat any food coming out of a pot that I used epoxy putty to seal, you know. But no. <laughs> in Daisy's universe, that seems like the most yeah. normal-ish thing that they do. <laughs> yeah, in that sense. But, I mean... But with regards to that, obviously people speak out and, you know, feedback tracker and on Twitter and stuff like that. If they say, look, we're not happy with this, with this yeah. edition, like, please revert it. Then, you know, I would like to think that they would listen and go back on that because they've done that with quite a few things, especially with like um, <clears throat> back in 112 with um, the weapon changes that were made. A lot of people really, really complained about that and they, um, you know, they they changed on that and they worked on it and now you know mm. weapon uh, gunplay is in a really good really good state right now at least i like to think apart from um the uh, sounds or the sound ranges as i would i would say um, that yeah, needs or to even the unconscious states too that's been a big yeah, uh, yeah. big debate and, uh, and that's it's been all over the place you know but um <laughs> but as as long as the community keeps with like regular um, regular contact and regular feedback with the team, then they won't be working in the dark. And that's, that's yeah, and the, the big issue too is for any developer. Yeah, and the big issue too is with that, a lot of the people that complain about some of the issues with Daisy don't know the right way to address it. They're like, there's so many people that just go out to Twitter and start just saying like, you guys fucking suck. You guys have the terrible mods. You mm. guys have terrible games. Go back to the Stone Age, you know, and they don't like, they're just at its core, not a lot of those people are doing it maliciously, but they just have a big passion for the game. They don't want to see it bad, you know? It's, it's, just, it's a matter of using that passion and giving it to them in a constructive manner. That's a big issue, because if you see some of the comment sections on the Twitter, man, like it's, uh, it's like the Thunderdome in there. Like they're tearing, tearing Bohemia to shreds in some of those uh, comments that they say. Yeah. And, the other issue, too, is a lot of them don't know the right way to report it. Not a lot of people, or at least not a lot of people from coming from the console Daisy community, know about the feedback tracker. They don't know that you can. there's a platform and a forum they can go on to to actually report this stuff. It, uh, it, we've it, we've it, talked it, about the feedback tracker. It's its own worst enemy. It is not a is. simple, easy-to-use thing. Like, even down to the fact that there is no in-game feedback tracker link. You have to... Yeah either mm. tab out and go to a different thing. There's nothing, even in the uh, the game menu that got feedback, log it here. There's messages that come up in game, but you can't even click on the link That's in those it. messages to take yeah, you so straight to the site. It leaves site. a lot of people searching for it, you know. They, it's kind of like they're mm. grasping at straws to figure out where they can report this stuff, and that's why it leads a lot of people to just being fed up and just start doing all this stuff in, like, the Twitter or on, like, yeah. on Reddit and stuff like that, you know, because they just... Yeah don't know the proper way to go about it and like i don't blame them like you're saying it's it's hard you know it, you have to learn to use it it's not just a simple sort of go in there and report a bug you have to pick the game you have to make sure you're on the right type you have to specify all like you have to go through and create like this whole thread you know mm -hmm. and it's really intimidating for a lot of people going into that because they may not know how to do some of the stuff and especially for the console people 
they may not have access to a PC to be able to go on and use this, but I mean, it's better now because we have like the Explorer on Xbox, and I'd imagine a lot of people yeah. who play Daisy Console Edition also have phones. But it's just it's harder for them because a lot of those people play on community, so they they don't see messages about the feedback tracker. There's no documentation on there saying anything about it other than on official servers, you know. Yeah. Now, and I mean, they've point, done a better job. Sorry, go on. Okay, all I was going to say was they've done a lot better recently because they've actually made a point of saying in their Twitter posts with a lot of their new updates, they actually say the feedback tracker stuff. Mm. I'm happy that they did that. They've done that because it's it's bringing out it's bringing it out and it's allowing more people to actually access it. But uh, yeah, go on. Now I was going to uh, move on to the next topic because we talked about this one for a bit. Um, 1.17, they've announced it's going to be a full wipe um, for official mm -hmm. servers. Now. Um, I've been having a bit of a debate with uh, the people I play with. That doesn't mean community service, does it? It's still optional for no. community service. Yeah, I just wanted to confirm that. Yeah, it's um, been, there's a it's lot been of like that confusion. for a long time. That's what I thought. That was I my understanding. There were some older updates. Like, this is going back a long time ago, but there were some updates where community service did get wiped. But um, with every recent update, with every new update, it's not been like that. I don't I yeah. think it's ever going to be like that because they leave yes. it at the discretion of I those owners to do with that. this vehicle thing, that might be one that will necessitate a complete wipe across. Because it yeah. sounds like a whole yeah. new um, you know, bit of an engine coming in. Um, but for the most part, no. So yeah, brace yourselves for the uh, wave of people um, whining and bitching on Twitter about how they've lost everything <laughs> and got to start again. Oh, God, their favourite cars and stuff. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I just wanted to clarify that because um, uh, a couple of people I play with who play a lot of DayZ, and yeah, it is only an official server wipe. It's up to community members um, who, yeah, um, <laughs> Dead to Jesus, can't wait for all the people who built their bases at Nijnoi. Oh, yeah, so that is, that's actually, uh, that's that's going to be quite interesting. I, 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 I would love to send you some screenshots if you um, go to a community server that doesn't wipe and you find um, uh, bases that are in weird locations now with the redesign of Nijnoi. Oh, man. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's gonna be beautiful. That will That's be awesome. There's gonna, there's gonna be a player that spawns in there under the map, you know, because there's been terrain changes too. Yeah. Imagine, imagine spawning in for the first time after 1.17 comes out. You're just under the map, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Dancer Jesus is saying. He's the the map guy for Daisy now, and yeah, most are going to be underground. Yeah. That's awesome. That's Get awesome. How to have underground bases on console? I guess you know. <laughs> 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 yeah okay. uh, that's fucking awesome um guys we have been going for quite some time um so i think it's time to start uh getting ready to wind up the show um yep. any uh individual spotlights um uh, we'll start with you Sergeant and savage what, what's something you would like to shout out um dimitri again uh, yep. really beautiful guy um i've asked him to do some uh commission work as well too very very professional just to get some things in into the game that we needed um, lot, lot of time respect. Uh, dump, dump graph as well too, mate. We can do an awesome job. Um, use your mods as well too, mate. Um, very, very well done. Um, and yeah, just uh, you guys as well too. You know, thanks for keeping the show on the road, and and you know, it's it's, it's great. Um, and again, um, yeah, uh, for anybody's uh, all we'll be looking at 
at Europe server. I'll promise you on that one, lad, we will look at it mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. and see what, see what we can do. But like I said, you know, just trying to get the name out there. That's the, that's the biggest thing. And um, That's the main thing you need to do, yeah. Yeah, I mean Australia's you know got a really good you know bunch of bunch uh, of guys, but yeah, um, I think you guys over there are more horny for it than what we are. I guess I don't know. <laughs> but, you uh, know a bit. <laughs> what, what about you, Project Lemons? Anything you want to shout out, mate? Yeah, well, two people that have seen the community on the console that have done a lot of good stuff recently is um, Smiley's Got a Gun and the Greedy Peasant. Yep, two Australian creators. Uh, and they're doing so much um, to try and more for the community. You know, they're they have PCs, they have they have the opportunity to switch, but they're staying on console because they know there's a community there that needs love and they need support. And even um, Greedy Peasant, he's working with every a lot of servers on uh, console edition to try and build a community where they can all be together and have like a server where they can all talk and chat and share ideas with each other. And he's already. I think he just hit 180 servers. I may be wrong, but he has over 180 or more console servers in his community that he's working with to try and bring them all together and have them just unite, you know? And I just, I find that amazing because it shows how far we've gone on console and it shows that there are people out there that are actively trying to make it a better community for everyone. So. Mm-hmm. Glad. Um... Unfortunately, I don't have a spotlight for this week. I've been too wrapped up with work and um, and commission work and projects that mm-hmm. I haven't had enough time to really look into a few things. So I do apologize about that. Me, I'm going to shout out the Daisy community team um, for this month's community spotlight was just everything I've been whinging and whining and bitching and moaning and carrying on about, <laughs> and they did it. Um, I'm not going to be vain enough to think that um, they did it because we've been riding them about it, but um, I'd like to think we played a small part in maybe that happening, um, and I'm just I'm over the moon that they did it, and I hope to see in future, you know, um, I'd, I'd love to see a scale speeder. I'd love to see a Don Sibley in there for, what, for the mm. work they're doing with community modding, uh, sorry, with console modding. Um, which, you know, they're very limited in what they can do, but there's some people out there pushing the boundaries of what can be done, um, you know, like the real Zagoria project, Project Lemons, and um, we've got, yeah, we talked about um, last week with Half Goblin and the Esca remake, and just, it, it's amazing to see um, all this That's stuff. a change in the console community, for sure. Yeah. So I, I hope to see some of that get spotlighted in the future as well, um, just so that the you know, the console players out there can see that stuff is happening, um, hopefully more. Um, but, you know, we will see what happens with that in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so, so much. Um Savage, this was a good episode, mate. You answered Thank a lot you. of questions. Uh, you know, a lot of people had queries about how a community DLC gets made, and you know, to hear it's two to three years—that's oh. a long, long time. But you know, <laughs> for the quality of what came out, it needs—it needs to be that long. You know, you're consulting with actual veterans and stuff like that. It's just—it's insane to see uh, stuff like that um, being done. And fingers crossed, one day we can see um, Daisy uh, put a tender out for. Uh, a bunch of uh, skilled people to get together as a team and create some amazing community DLC mods that can go across to our uh, console as well. Well, it's thanks very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. 
meeting with you and speaking with you as well, mate. You've been absolutely wonderful. No, thank and you, brother. Don't be a stranger. You know, when when I take over, anytime you want to to come back on to talk about any more projects or about your server, hit me up and we'll we'll sort. Oh, something. fantastic, mate. I appreciate it, and again, uh, thank you to you guys as well too for putting this on. I mean, keeping everybody informed and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and what we do, what uh, we do. That's what you do. And, uh, but again, yeah, uh, come and see us over at FTG as well to Aussie server. Um, I will promise, as I said before, that I'll get a, a, a EU, EU over there, mate. And I'm, fingers crossed people are going to love it. But come and check us out anyways. Um, it's very different, very, very uh, unique. And, um, yeah, thanks again for having me, boys. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Next no week's guest, ladies and gentlemen, is the one and only Red Falcon. It will also be my last episode as the host of the Daisy podcast. So going to be a bit of a tearjerker, folks. Um, but <clears throat> all, all good things must come to an end, including bad things, which has been my reign um, at the helm. Um, oh, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to next week because Red Falcon's Heli mod, I fucking love it, love it with a passion. Mm-hmm. And again, can't wait to get onto um, a local server here in Australia and use those helis um, without that 200 plus ping that I had when I um, played around <laughs> with them before. Roger yeah. Clemens, thank you so yeah. much for coming on, mate. Sure, thank you so much for having me on here and giving me the opportunity. You know, I totally appreciate it. And it was it was a blast awesome. <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah, man. <clears throat> One thing I want to throw out because I'm interested in getting some feedback from um, you all as well is something we're looking at doing. Um, we're, we're reworking our Patreon. Um, and one of the perks that was discussed is that for um, after the show, we're thinking of having um, all hanging around um, and all of our patrons going into our patron exclusive area um, and just chatting with you guys after the show. So basically doing a bit of a debrief, you get to meet the guest and uh, obviously not all guests uh, might want to do it, but um, get to chat with the team directly after the show. You can give us feedback while it's fresh in your mind and all the rest of it, just as a, um, a perk for those who uh, support the show. Um, at that level as well so interested in your feedback on whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing we've always been very open we've always um, liked to have um, as much interaction you know most mornings um, you'll find me sitting in the podcast discord and anyone can come and join but we're thinking just as a you know as a um, and it'll be for our youtube subscribers as well um, but for those who subscribe and support like a backstage pass there you go dump grass um, summed it up perfectly um, so, yeah, as a way for you guys to uh, come in and chat with us directly after the show. So let us know your thoughts in the um, Discord, whether you think it's a shit idea, whether you think it's a good idea. But, yeah, we will see you all next week, same time, same channels, for Red Falcon with episode 102 of the Daisy podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, say goodbye. All the best and, yeah. Ciao for now. Ciao for now. Oh, you're stealing my fucking line, you bastard. (laughs) Ciao for now, folks. Take care, everyone. Take it easy.